Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back for another dose of the Michael Deacon program, reporting to you live from the wastelands of California, the bad part. First time listeners, welcome aboard. This is a very different kind of show, much better than a fatal accident. The pleasure is all yours. Joining me tonight is Mr. Marshall Masters. Mr. Masters is also a former CNN Science Features news producer freelance writer, television analyst, and of course the publisher of YaleUSA.com. He of course is a veteran here on the program. Just like many of you in the chat room are, I could I can tell. Michael is on time tonight, yes. It's it's a miracle. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are again on a night like this. What's going on everyone? We are gathered here today for another night of fun and mischief. I hope you have geared up. We are all rigged and ready for Mr. Masters. And of course, yes, my co-host is also here, Mr. Mike Hideous, as usual. And I believe everyone is ready to go. Let's bring everyone in. Mike and Mr. Marshall Masters, what's going on? Well, it's good to be back, Michael. And, Mike. Uh, and Mike is there. The two mics. The two mics, yes. <laughs> two mics are better than one. That's it. That's right. All two-man right. advantage, no doubt. And Mike, how are you this evening? I'm doing good, Michael. Thanks uh, for having me on, and good to hear uh, Marshall's voice. No doubt. It's always nice to bring in Marshall, even though when we do bring him on here, it's always doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no. 
<laughs> but that's just the way it goes. And I always these, slip my wrists after uh, I after I hear them. <laughs> I know. I want. I want to drive. Oh, oh my, that's pretty kidding, deep. But kidding. yes, it's not a bad thing. Not a bad. Thing. I do want to drive my head into the monitor every now and then. <laughs> but that's just between us. Anyways, Mr. Marshall Masters, welcome back to the program. Always a honor and pleasure to have you here. And before we open up here tonight, I thought just for, not for fun, but for the purposes of this talk show, can you tell the newer listeners about yourself? Let's keep it brief and then we can jump right into the doom and gloom. Absolutely. I want to thank uh, Mike and Mike for that wonderful audio dog pile. Uh, <laughs> More professional, yes. Yeah, boy, you guys, you know, you covered the bases. <laughs> Smashing your head into the screen. That's visual, dude. I'm glad I, I'm, well, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. <laughs> you like the government. All right. Well, the, uh, I'll just, I'll keep it as cheerfully depressing as possible. <laughs> And, uh, you know, actually, I could use a little bit of levity, too. This is, uh, we've been, this is our 50th article in this series, the sign series. And uh, I call it an ominous sign. <laughs> it seems we're like in a plateau phase with um, all of the seismic aspects, earthquakes. Although, you know, that's not fact in that big eight something that hit in New Zealand this month. And uh, however, on for February, when we looked at the fireball activity, it was, we look for patterns. Um, you, if you focus on one little thing, it's always, you know, one thing in combination with something else, you know, you like go to the doctor and what do they, you know, they give you four or five different tests and then they kind of piece together a picture. And that's what we did. And we saw some real anomalous stuff, uh, trend reversals in three data set, primary data set categories, serious uptick and changes. But the whole pattern of it seems to indicate that uh, we are pushing deeper into what I call the nemesis cloud. And our solar system has a cloud of debris called the Oort field and within within that is the Kuiper belt and so you uh, when you look at these balls that we have these clouds around us um, they they do take shape and there is form think of it like the rings of Saturn all right uh, or Jupiter and you can see where there's dense areas and then there's clear space in between the tracks if you will or the bands and that's what we're what we're seeing right now in february it looks like we're into a heavier band than from previous uh, but we're still working right now what we're doing is we looked at the information and we decided to come back and revisit it because We've been doing these for years, and we have a tremendous amount of historical data. And we're revisiting our data and mining it this time. There's database management and database mining. And database management is like your checkbook. Things are where you expect them to be. Uh, whereas with database mining, what you're looking for is information within the data that is not in 
is not structurally obvious. It's inherent information. And uh, so we're going to do a lot of database mining on this for the next few days. And hopefully by the next weekend, uh, I'm going to be able to come up with something more definitive because we're seeing semblance of a pattern. We just don't how to grapple it. I mean, you you just have an instinct, you know. Right. Your nose twitches. You get uh, you get your spidey sense, you know. And uh, so that's what we're that's what we're tracking now is the spidey sense. But overall, guys, um, it's still coming, and it's just a matter of time before everybody is going to be talking about it big time. And uh, initially, when we are talking about it, it'll all be very deflective, a lot of denial. Uh, you know, they're going to say, yeah, it's just, it'll pass away over our heads. It's not a problem, not going to hit us. And there's truth in that. It will pass over our heads and it will not hit us. But it's going to do a lot of other stuff to us. And uh, that's the part where they're not going to tell people and just let them take their own naive assumptions to think that they're out of harm's way. Right. And that that will change in time. So uh, I am looking at it, though, and I, I it just when I do the signs articles, it's always there's this persistent when is <laughs> Because everything keeps up ticking. You know, the, the, the one signs article that I think, it, for those folks that really want to get a perspective on this, come to the site, yowusa.com or marshallmasters.com, and look at signs 48. And we did this one. We pretty much last year were not reporting on the data. Uh, I was working on other. I was working on our book, Win-Win Survival Handbook, which is now published and it's out in several editions. And uh, but we went back and took a look at 2020 altogether, and for we we tracked two categories: fireballs, and you have meteors, all right, or shooting stars. And then you have fireballs, and then you have bolides. And in bolides, and then you have super bolides. Well, super bolide was the 2013 Chelyabinsk uh, impactor. And that was, uh, that was one hell of a rock. It, uh, when Russia, it right? We're talking about Russia, That's right. right. Yeah, that, that was, was the one that in was Russia. Amazing. That was amazing. It, it uh, came out of the sun. Nobody saw it coming. And when it it was an air burst, and when it burst, it released uh, the equivalent energy of 30 Hiroshima atomic bombs, and it was 30 times brighter than the sun. So I've always called it a 30-30 event, like the old Winchester rifle. And uh, so fireballs are, this is a good category, because shooting stars are shooting stars, and, you know, we're not, that is, you know, that data set just wouldn't work well for our study. Fireballs, um, this is different. These are uh, reported on the AMS, American Meteorological, and they do absolutely stellar work. Uh, the folks at AMS just do stellar, stellar work. Right. By the way, Marshall, and, I hate to cut you off, but 
I don't think you ever addressed who exactly you were for the newer listeners. I don't think he did oh, either. Oh, <laughs> golly gee, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> and then, I was keeping it. my mouth shut. I didn't want to say nothing. I was waiting for you, Michael. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> okay, I want to do this real fast before there's another dog pile. Uh, <laughs> You're free, sir. Go yeah. ahead. I have folks, for those of you that are new, and uh, I'm Marshall Masters, and I have been writing on Earth Changes and Space Threats since 1999. My website is yowusa.com, and I have been following Planet X since 2002. That was our first article in January of 2002, and uh, we've been tracking it in I've broken some major stories on this. Uh, in 2006, I broke the story on the South Pole Telescope, which was used uh, extensively to image the Planet X nemesis system as it's coming up from the southern skies. Uh, in 2013, uh, we began actually observing uh, Nibiru, which is the outermost planet in the system. Uh, and we were fortunate uh, next pat in Costa Rica uh, there was a volcano at 10,000 feet and they had a webcam on it that was absolutely stellar and it would pop up I used to, I, at that time I was calling it blue bonnet um, it would pop up for about 10 to 15 minutes a day and that was it and so you know it had to be right on top of it and we would spot it and we tracked that in 2013 until the government went down there and um, replaced the wonderful camera that the university there had put up with something that looked like it was used in the original uh, Kennedy-Nixon debate. Uh, <laughs> and then on top of that, they they put a screen over it, and then on top of that, they pointed it at the ground, you know? Yes. That was so useful and <laughs> thank you so and then on top of that the university that sponsored the the webcam had to put up a big emblem on their site thanking the united states state department for the new camera and uh so we've been tracking it our approach uh i would say to you that are new is uh, i do more uh image analysis than the other people you know you you'll see other folks reporting on planet x observations and their research essentially comes down to hey you know tell me what you think in the comment lines it's like to me that was always crazy it's like i'm supposed to provide you with information anything else in the comment lines that's just chatter that's useless yes. and so our focus is really on just doing the science and showing what's coming because there's a tremendous amount of information. So if you like a more science-based, straight-shooting approach, then you'll enjoy our articles on Planet X and my books as well. Right. And, and Marshall, just to clear it up, me. Just, just to clear it up in your bio, it still says former CNN Science Features News Producer. And anytime you are on the program, I'm always asked if you are still affiliated with CNN. And I always say, no, he's not. He, he's no longer... Uh, working for CNN, that was a while back. That was when it was real, okay? I mean, Amen. I was with CNN in the 80s, 
you know, I was there actually when Turner was running it. And it was really, I mean, the stuff that I see him doing today when I was there, boy, you'd have got shit canned. So, excuse me, yeah, you would have been fired. You could use that word and, here. It's okay. Oh, good, good. You could say shit. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> oh, good. I love it. I yes, love sir. it. You're, you're absolutely right, Mr. Masters. It, it's so true what has happened to American journalism. It's a, It's literally it's a shame. It's an insult. Not an insult. It's an embarrassment. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, what happens is, is it's like you guys remember Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Yes. Ooh, you know, and the, and, and, the, and, and the message is beamed down from the mothership at four o'clock in the morning and all of the journalism pods open up. And the slimy reporters jump out, and they're all sounding alike. Uh, you know, whatever the, you know, the shtick of the day is. It's you know, when you say it's hard to look at what our journalism has become, I'm going really. I can't even see where the journalism is. <laughs> what did right? <laughs> right. Well, to be fair, though, there Marshall, no I journalism. must. It's this is yes. you know the Joseph Goebbels minor league. Yeah, but to be fair, Marshall, I see the same thing being repeated by everyone on every side. It's like yep. there's no originality anywhere. Yeah, there, there's the lack of original content out there. It's it's stunning. Everyone is repeating the same thing that they heard at four in the morning. Yeah, they're all repeating it. Right. It's repetitious. It's, uh, you know, the only people that I see digging for information and doing good journalism, I will say, I think probably the Epoch Times. Yes. To me is, is you know, they set the bar. What about the RT, thing, by the, the way, Marshall? The thing I don't like about Epoch Times is that their printing press is in China. <laughs> is that? I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. In fact... They were, um, I remember seeing, because uh, uh, I, I, I've been telling myself I want to get that paper, I want to get that paper, uh, but they did advertise once that their Chinese printing press was um, invaded, if you will, by a bunch of thugs who set the place on fire. They got footage of it actually taking place. It was a, quite amazing. Interesting. By the way, what about RT, Marshall? I, I'm sure you're familiar with RT. Yeah, I mean, there's RT. There's a we have a lot of good voices out there, and um, you know, Newsmax, RT. I think OANN, One America News. Um, they're coming on. They're doing really good. These folks are struggling. They're being demonetized. Uh, this is just vicious. The attacks that are coming, but also I see more people coming in. Uh, on you know one of the things if you're on my website you'll see in the far left hand corner I have a heading called Patriot Sources and there's just a whole lot of these links that I have up there and I've been building them over time and I'm maintaining it some of them are coming and going uh, a lot of times you know I've just taken down the links like Corsi uh, he, you know, he was taken off YouTube and it's waiting for these guys to turn around and be able to get back out there without being deplatformed, without being uh, suppressed. Uh, the fellow that was, uh, was it My Pillow, Lynn? Oh, Mike Lindell. My, Mike Lindell. And uh, that guy's a 
a real patriot. And he's going to, he wants to bring out a competitive service. Right. Uh, this is, you know, you got to consider this is really a huge threat for these major companies, blowback wise, because they could see 30, 40% of their users abandoning them. Yep. All right. And for companies like that, that's a real disaster because they'd have the opposite problem that the people are going to take their traffic have. The people are going to take their traffic don't have enough hardware to service everything. Mm-hmm. All right. Whereas they're going to have way too much. I mean, if you lose 40% of your traffic, you don't need 40% of your infrastructure. And now 40% of your infrastructure is no longer generating revenue. It's a white elephant and it's eating your lunch. If, if I may just say for a moment, I'm sorry to cut you off there. I just wanted to bring this up. There was a point in time uh, around December, possibly November, I was making plans on moving uh, m- uh, my account from Facebook to, um, uh, what's it called, P- Parler. Right. And then shortly after I made that announcement, because um, I, I, the only reason I go on Facebook is to promote my music, my art, this show, and any sort of events that I have going on. So when I was getting ready to switch, all of a sudden you must have heard about how Poller got knocked off the air or, or, or something happened because they were dealing with Amazon. And I think they had such an influx of people. Millions of people were moving from Facebook to Poller because they didn't want to deal with the constant suppression of their speech. And then Poller got knocked off the air, so to speak. I, I don't even know what happened from that point. but And now I hear Trump is actually considering – uh, starting up a social media uh, uh, thingamajig. Yeah, and this is all really doable. I mean, uh, remember, this was way back last year when QAnon was uh, deplatformed, and they have uh, they they you know it was originally 4chan, then it went to 8chan, right? And 8chan was deplatformed. Uh, because they were depending upon a third third party service for security, and so these this company that deplatformed them had absolutely no right to do what they did. I mean, it was a really gross. Uh, I feel that they should be able to prevail in a lawsuit. Unfortunately, we have a communist judicial system now. And all the judges are taking their orders from Beijing. Mm. Um, yeah, Beijing. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what they're that's what they're doing. But getting, we're just going to deal with it. the The thing here was that eight uh, Chan, then uh, they went, you know, to eight Kun, and they adapted. Hugh came back. Because what they did was they said, okay, we're going to create our own platform where we don't have to outsource for any services. By the way, Marshall, are you on Aidcoon yourself? No. I don't do that much social media at all. Good for you. Uh, I, you know, uh, I just prefer, when I have time, just prefer to do do research work. I can't imagine you sitting. I'm actually (laughs) digging Right, I I just can't imagine you sitting behind the uh, a keyboard looking at an image uh, board, an anonymous image board. 
<laughs> yeah, not me. Not me. Yeah. Let me tell I you, mean, Mr. Masters, I don't like it either, but I do it because I have to because of, you know, the, the business that I also do on the side. And um, I hate it. I really hate it. In the last two years, I have fallen so far from the internet and, and especially Facebook. It's like they certainly have an ideology and I can't be bothered with it anymore. But it is the largest thing and one of the only ways I can really get my words yeah, out. Yeah, reach out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I can't stand it. I really can't. Yeah. I mean, it was... I remember back years ago when I was married and my ex-wife was a total Facebook nut and she would just spend hours every day. I thought you were going to call her something else here, Marshall. Pardon? (laughs) I I thought you were going to call her something else. I was like, oh my. And uh, (laughs) so, but you know, the thing is, is I started it really just, you know, to announce articles and that was it. Well, she started running it for me and she was putting up cat videos. Oh all my the time. God. And I, oh no. And I loved it because I'm sitting here and I know you got a propaganda shill working for the deep state in the crown in London. And they're going, there has to be an ulterior meaning to these cats. <laughs> right. It's a psyop, Marshall. Yeah, it was my own psyop. <laughs> I loved it. My goodness. So I had a lot of fun with it. But. No, I mean, people get, it's, to me, it's depressing. You get addicted to Facebook and to texting. And every time your phone does a ding, a ding, a ding, you know, you got to stop what you're doing to see, you know, a few characters of text. Yeah. Got to get in there. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to go back to sundials. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I'll tell you, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I've said this to Michael a thousand times. It's ruining the uh, ability for people to socialize face to face. I can't tell you how many times I go to the food store or wherever I'm, I'm checking out, and I try. I, you know, I'm, I'm a friendly person. I try to be polite to people, mm-hmm. and I, I say hello to usually someone who's around 18 or 21 uh, behind the cash register, and they can't even look at me. You know, and I I go to I go to family functions. I see my nieces and nephews and. They, they're all sitting around the table with their heads down looking at their phones while we're eating dinner. And I, I just can't stand it. Right. Yeah. Well, we're in that, uh, that yeah. weird, that weird time, Marshall and Mike, where we are living through that, uh, social influencer era where those up that, that are way up there that are, you know, popular, they have a big say in, in society and they dictate uh, what's going on, uh, for the most part, because the media jumps uh, on the, on the bandwagon. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, if if you want your mind, if you want to be able to sleep better at night, get off social media and mainstream media. <laughs> yeah, it would it. help. It would help. Yeah, that's a start. It really yeah, you you got to go into you got to go cold turkey, man. That's it. There's there's no way to comment your way out of it. <laughs> yeah, you'll go insane. You know, yeah, I I, I, and, I see I'm sorry. I I just wanted to say there's a couple yeah. of times when I've been online Every once in a while, like these things will pop up, like a like a, a an ad or a contest or something. And I, I, for a while, I kept seeing this one ad that would pop up. It would say, "If someone gave you ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars, would you spend a, like a week alone without any computer or 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 electronical social media in a cabin?" And I'm like, "Sign me up, man! 
Yeah, I, I would do it. It would be so easy for me. I, I could probably get a lot of work done as, as well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, all of this electronic world, this ether we're in, we're not critical thinkers. You know, that the whole thing of it is that people, th there's this misconception that the Internet is, is increasing our intelligence and increasing our rational capabilities. We have so much access to information. You know, frankly, we had better information when we just went and, you know, checked out books in public libraries. Uh, there was you had to sit and think about it. You, the reason, you know, look at our situation in our country. For two generations, academia and industry, everything was infiltrated with this Chinese structure of, you know, capture the elites. And they dumb you down so that you stop thinking critically. All right. People just want to regurgitate so you have this, uh, and then and it gets tied into hormonal responses, and people have this lust for power. You just check out. You know, it's mob rule. And that's that for me is when I look at the Internet, I see the curse side of it. I see the good side of it. I see we could do things we couldn't do before, but on the other hand, we're not the better for it. We really are not. You know, you know who's getting smarter and richer off of it? Those who create the applications and, and whatever it is online. That's right. Those are the people who are, are making it. Yes. Not, not the dummies who are sitting around texting and playing games all day. No, they're making money off of them. That's right. Exactly. My point exactly. Learn to code, right. Mike. Learn to code. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, a I was in the computer industry for 23 years. And, That's right. Uh, yeah, you were there. You were also in Russia. You are a KGB affiliate, Marshall. <laughs> Moi? Moi? <laughs> KGB? The jig is up. Comrade Mike. Welcome to our show, Mr. Comrade Ma Marshall. Uh, <laughs> pretty convincing. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. It was pretty. My good. Russian's good enough to start a bar fight, and that's it. Well, that works too. Yeah. By the way, Marshall, to circle back to what you were talking about earlier with uh, my pillow guy, Mister Mike Lindell. You know, yeah. I I got to give him credit. He has balls to go out there and try to rival a YouTube and yeah. a Twitter. He's gonna come up with a cross between YouTube and Twitter, rather. So you know, he's trying to take it to the global empire per se and you know we we make fun of him here we bust his ball on the program well, at least i do uh but i mean i i have to admit i do respect that i do respect that well guys necessity is the mother of invention and right now the necessity is for us to speak look Everything the globalist is doing with COVID, and we're always saying COVID is the election. Yeah, COVID's the election. But here's the real thing of it, all right? There's 7.8 billion souls on the planet. How many schmucks are there, okay? I mean, stop to think about it. There's less, you know, you could count them in the hundreds of thousands, maybe. I mean, evil people 
are very good at projecting power. And, you know, you have a small cabal of folks that are controlling it. But the whole reason why we're in lockdowns and we're wearing masks and we can't talk to one another and everybody is running, you know, you got a bunch of people running around like fear babies. Um, It is because if we started talking to each other, sitting down, no mask, just like good old days, all right? Uh, all of a sudden, this is the right of assembly. This is people coming together, sharing ideas, sharing grievances. See, that's the problem. We can't share with one another. We can't really think. We we're, we have to wear masks. You can't, well, you, you social- can if you're in Antifa or BLM. But oh, yeah, know, that's right. Help yeah. you if you're a white male because then you're obviously racist. Well, that's right. You know, I mean, the other day I was sitting there thinking, you know, I ought to write an article titled Calling All Peckerwoods, you know, and <laughs> because. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, think about Now you're about getting it. out of He's hand, like, Mr. Manchin. Calm down, Marshall. Calm down. You got to calm down. <laughs> Listen to you Relax, guys. Marshall. Relax. You're going too far. <laughs> you guys, I'm foaming at the mouth <laughs> now, you're huh? way out of hand. <laughs> way out of hand. <laughs> We're going to have to pull this episode here. We're going to have to edit this out. I was seriously, it's like, you know, I, last year I crossed the country. I went from coast to coast, took me two weeks and I was going across the country and I could really tune in. You know, I made a point of talking to people, being around them, sensing, and the country is divided into two camps, really. I call it defiance and fear. And, Defiance was about 75% of the areas that I covered drove through, and it's not necessarily a state like Ohio was a mix, Maine is a mix, other states are mixed, and tends to, your red will be 10 more in the rural areas where in the cities they tend to be blue, but there was defiance, all right, and it was, and I was noticing it was white guys. Because, look, I mean, we can joke about, for years, I always shaved with Gillette. I was the Gillette guy. Until they put on this toxic male syndrome commercial. Right. And I'm sitting there, and I got to go. Now I have to decide whether I want my Weber grill or a Gillette razor. Screw Gillette. I'm going to keep the Weber. All right? Yep, yep, I agree. And now I shave with Harry's, and and it's great. They're better blades. They really are. And uh, you go into Walmart, you know, you look at Gillette, fully stocked right out to the edge of the pegs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you look at Harry's and it's like they got one little thing dangling, you know, by the corner and it's all sold out. Uh, guys get it. We we get it. The guys are getting it is look at all of the vicious targeting. It is white men in particular if you are a white heterosexual man who loves God, the Constitution, God forbid you like country western and you're a veteran. Are you saying that there's a war against Christian men out there, Marshall? Is that what you're telling me? Absolutely. And the guys know it. And the guys know it. And so uh, that was what, you know, that was the defiance. I mean, these guys out there it makes real sense to them that when the Chinese take over, 
they're going to be the first ones packed off in the trains to the FEMA camps for re-education. And so this is, yeah, I mean, it, it's not a joke. I mean, for white men, this is really, I was talking in our group and the, uh, in my church, the vice steward is, uh, he's a retired black minister and we were talking about it. And I said, you know, there's an odd juxtaposition here because now the guys with the ropes are coming for the whiteies. Right. <laughs> you know? and, and we can and thank Mr. We can thank Mr. Hussein Obama for, for starting all this. Well, I have There's to be no honest doubt. with you. White people out there, it's just your turn. That's all. It's just oh, your yeah. turn. That's all. Funny, it's because like my my family didn't it's even live in this It's a country. cycle. It's a cycle. Yeah, and well, eventually they'll come after the the Italians pretty soon. <laughs> they'll come after the black Italians pretty soon as well. And then they'll come after the hybrid mutants like myself. It's all a matter of time. It's just crazy. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, yeah, so they'll come after eventually. It'll come after know, all of us eventually. Is, do you want to go down swinging or not? I'm going down swinging. Yeah, and that's what I saw when I went across the country, you know, and I started thinking about it, and I'm looking and, you know, looking guys in the eyes, and they're ready, you know, when it when it becomes completely obvious they're going to do something, and this is a real problem for the Patriots, Trump, the Alliance, uh, because if – these guys are going to move independently if they feel they have really been betrayed. And right now, it's it's looking like the, uh, you know, there were a lot of hopes pinned on the military stepping in. And uh, what's happening now is that the, uh, according to the sources that are talking, it's the Obama appointees that are have become the ruling minority in the and the Pentagon. And so it looks like our, you know, our, they're, they're people that are just really wondering if they're still on our side. Myself, looking into the future, I've been writing about this, talking about it. I really, at this point, I feel we're, the worst is yet to come, mm. and then it'll turn around and get better. But it's going to get really, really bad. It's going to get really, really bad before it gets better. But it will get better. Right. Uh, and Marshall, uh, I have to ask you, I know you are a big proponent of QAnon, and there was a another woman by the name of, I think her name was Liz Kronken or something like that. I'm forgetting her last name. But I believe she had put out a video about mass arrests. And I believe a lot of people were thinking the same thing and... I do have audio of that. Uh, let's play that, Marshall. Okay. Yes, let's. I, I'm sure Mike has never heard this before. I have not. Is this another dog pile? Uh, <laughs> no, not exactly. <laughs> I just wanted your uh, take on this. We could dog pile after. Smart guy. <laughs> See, now I'm dog pile yeah. adverse. <laughs> I know now. Now you're used to it. I'm sensitive. Your resistance. I mean, you're resistant, yes. Yes. That coronavirus, which the President of the United States and many doctors has said is no more serious than the flu, is the cover to put the country into lockdown, just like Italy is in lockdown, to possibly declare martial law, 
get people off the streets, keep them in their homes so they're safe. So when the military and the National Guard sweeps in and conducts these mass arrests, it is done in a manner where people are kept safe. And like I said, if you've been following me and if you've been following Q since 2017, Q has been talking about these mass arrests and Q has also been talking about how when these arrests happen, there will probably be many days of darkness, um, social media might go down, the National Guard's gonna come in, the military will be used to arrest these people. And that is what I believe is happening right now. But the day came and that never happened. Well, that's good. It's a good well, thing, but it, yes. It, it never happened, uh, you know, for years. And I follow Q and I still, you know, Q to me is still very real. And a lot of the misperceptions people have is all the spin. There's all, If you actually read what Q is writing, the Q posts, that's one thing. It's a lot of the confusion comes in from what other people are saying or interpreting that Q is saying. But Q is pretty pretty accurate, and I've had several Q proofs. I see it. But what also, you know, through the years, people who follow it hear Q say it's kind of like a mantra. It has been. And, and bear in mind, I was tracking all of this six months before Q started posting. Right. Back when I started tracking, it was white hats and black hats. But we saw all of this stuff coming. So I was on it, and my sources were ex-military and law enforcement, and still are. <clears throat> so uh, it's, it is a real thing. And what do they say? Trust the plan. Enjoy the show. Well, then we had Michael Flynn, General Flynn, come out and say, there's no plan, you know, which is exactly what you have to say. Um, the only time you know somebody has a plan is if it's already, the plan has already failed. And what I think really happened is that in the military, strategic thinkers will tell you, no plan ever survives first contact with the enemy, period. And I think that was the case. I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And uh, there were unanticipated or unforeseen things that uh, the Patriots hadn't factored in. So they may have even had what I would call a Kasserine Pass moment. And Kasserine Pass was, that was the first time, it was Tunisia in World War II. It was the first time the United States Army fought the German army, the Wehrmacht. And in that first battle, we, it was just, it was just a terrible whooping. That was it. They had zero losses for the Germans. I think they lost 53 patents in the first attack or Sherman tanks, excuse me. We were just blown off the battle. Uh, and all of the guys that were in that battle and then the subsequent second attack following the same strategy and it failed equally bad uh but when our guys went into battle they thought they had the best equipment the best training and the best leadership and then they came up against a real tough hard seasoned army with very good equipment and uh, we we learned a very very terrible hard lesson now after the second attack, uh, Kasserine Pass, 
and with again huge losses. America was really at a point saying, okay, they've kicked our butts seriously twice now. So do we just throw in the towel, sue for peace and take what we can get and go back and our twiddle our yayas, or are we just going to do whatever it takes to win? And we made that decision to do whatever it takes to win, and that was what brought George Patton into World War II. And in that same area of Tunisia, where Kasserine passes, in that same regional area, the third battle with the Nazis and the American forces under the leadership of Patton, and it was a complete roll flip. This time, we were the ones ripping their ass. And we really did it good. If you saw that movie from 1970, uh, <clears throat> Patton, all right, that was the battle that was depicted in Patton. And after that, things turned. So my thinking is the Patriots have had a Kasserine Pass situation, something that really hit them, made them change. And that's what this is all about. It's called Games in Theory. And move, counter move, move, counter move. The advantage <clears throat> that the globalists have is they're absolutely massive, massive. Whereas, you know, the Patriots are relatively a small force. And, um, and for the globalists, it means they, you know, they want, in order to use their assets properly, they have to have a plan and roll that plan out. Right now, the pain we're seeing with Biden coming in, Trump dislocated their 16-year plan to socialize America, turn us into a communist, basically the North America, Tibet for China. And what Biden is doing now with all these executive orders is that he is trying to undo four years of Donald Trump, which means there's a compression. And now... Things, the reason why over a course of two generations they could infiltrate and capture our elites was that they went at a slow pace. It's like the old uh, analogy of boiling a frog alive, all right? They just keep raising the temperature and the frog acclimates and doesn't understand he's being boiled to death. But that has changed, so now they've had to compress their strategy, which means we're actually seeing it. And people are experiencing it. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm paying a third more at the pump. Oh, okay? yeah. Okay. That's affecting everyone. Uh, <clears throat> you know, thousands of jobs have been lost. There's all kinds of uh, economic mayhem. I watched that 24-minute speech Biden gave. That was spooky stuff. Oh, he's such a uh, you know, it was all – it reminded me of those old, you know, Russian uh, <laughs> speeches. Comrades, we have suffered for the motherland, and yeah. we will, you know, like the la 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 la. And they go on that way. And so he's going on with COVID, but he dropped a, a pretty interesting dime towards the end of his speech. And he's signaling what the globalists have in store for us is that they're going to take and throw another. A modified COVID say that it is a mutation of the virus, which is what happens, and that all of a sudden it's COVID all over. We go from COVID 101 to COVID 201. Right. 
and they want to put us back into lockdown and do everything and destroy the economy. And they'll <clears> shut <throat> the country down as well. <clears throat> That's right. They want to shut the country down. But, you know, I did put up an article, and it's – my Q articles have been very, very popular for me. I have to be honest to you, more people – have been coming to my site to read those of than course. To, to read my science articles. That's right, yeah. But I like writing science articles. We'll go back to science in a moment here. We will circle back uh, to the asteroid that could wipe out the country, uh, apparently, yeah, or allegedly. I think we're, but, you, know, you know, we're not long from a major event. That is what is going to happen. And when that happens, it it's going to change everything. See, for me, guys... I look at everything that's going on between the left and the right, and this is all about Planet X returning, because whoever's going to be boss when it comes is going to be the boss when it goes, and whoever is not, this is a game of musical chairs. They're left standing, and they get to go sleep with the dinosaurs. I, I so got to interject on that comment. I kind of disagree with you on that, and, I, and this is why. Okay. I think uh, I mean it happened to us in November. We, we saw we saw a man come in, whether you like him or not. We saw a man come into the White House and did amazing things for the country and the world. Yeah, very little publicity for it because the media sucks. But the point is this: so then somehow, some crazy way, some crazy virus gets out and we all the whole world gets into shutdown the economy that trump had built for the country and the world was booming and then all of a sudden zoom everything fell and his hands were tied and he had to shut things down because people were politicians were insisting it and so he had to shut it down so this this man who was in office for four years and did a phenomenal job as i said like him or not you got to count the, the, the things that he did, whether you like him or not. So he goes four years, and what happens? These SOBs rig the election, and I will say that to the day I die. I sincerely believe that this election was rigged, and I also sincerely believe that is, there is a political move behind the virus. I, I sincerely – it was not – I think it was not only brought out to – destroy trump i'm gonna have to a, say that so i don't agree with that at all by the okay, way for okay, the record i think fair. that's bullshit I, I don't think it's a huge conspiracy against trump I, I he was warned about this years ago that this was going to happen so i can't just sit here and that, yeah i can't sit here though and pretend that i agree with that by the way just for the no, record cool. I, I i just what i'm trying to say is i think that oh, I'm, I'm referring to what mr Masters said sure. about but I'm just Someone. clarifying for the newer listeners out there. I, okay. I don't agree at all that this was a conspiracy against Trump uh, at all. But continue. And that's fine. That's yes, fine. sir. Go ahead. But, but all I'm trying to say with, with, to to to, to uh, meet the point I'm trying to say to Mr. Masters is this: I don't think that there's, I don't think it's necessarily true that whoever is in office when the shit hits the fan that they're going to be in office on the way out. I, I just think that it. It could go both ways. As I say, I think just look at the election, what happened in the election. We thought Trump was going to win. But again, that's not I'm not saying that. Has I to thought do he was going to win, to be honest. Absolutely. And I, we talked about this, yeah. Michael. I, told I thought you he was going to win. I had invested in that. 
but that's all. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I had to say that in, in to what Mr. Masters had said, because I just, I don't know. I think anything could go at this point. Anything is possible, especially after what I, I've seen this past November. Well, you know, for me, it's, I guess we're, we may have got a little confused on coming. I'm talking about Planet X. I'm talking about major, major. Here's the whole thing for me. What, the reason why I got interested in Q in the first place, because you could watch, you go visit my website. I didn't do politics ever. For a really. long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I think I did a little bit back, you know, 15 years ago, and then I quit doing it. I just like doing the science stuff and didn't want to do that. Uh, but here's here's the thing of it. I believe as a technologist, all right, and that we are, this is a third world war. We're under attack by a whole new class of weapons. Uh, there is the Chinese method, their strategic weapons are binary or cyber, if you will, and uh, biological. Now, what I believe <coughs> is that... Do you have COVID, by the way, Marshall, by any chance? Pardon? Do you have COVID over there? Yeah, I had COVID back in March. Uh, and uh, a year ago, I had COVID, got over it. Did you, you really? Know, yeah, just take vitamin C, zinc, and D every day and... Uh, you know, boost your immune system. You don't have any colds. You don't have any flus. I had, I caught COVID in a hospital screening room. Oh my. And, <laughs> Terrible. Uh, and I was put in there for the wrong reasons. Mm, I see. And, uh, you know, I went 10 days, nothing. Didn't even know about it. Then I had a little scratchy throat and the symptoms started coming on. Next day, uh, it, it hit a fever of 104. And then when the fever broke, that was it. It was all gone. And so you can you can prepare yourself. But here's the thing about COVID that really and look at what happened with Trump through Huawei five G out of the country. And I got news for you, a lot of other countries around the world are throwing Huawei out. Okay? So <clears throat> you know if a router is a router, a relay is a relay, what's the big thing? Here's the big thing. COVID-19 is a bioweapon. It was engineered in a Wuhan lab. And it comes from a strain uh, that was uh, from the FBI. And what I believe they were doing was Huawei 5G and COVID were being developed as a binary weapon of mass destruction. Because ask anybody who raised, you know, has bees, beekeepers. They'll tell you if they're within five miles of a 5G tower, their bees start getting hostile. And see, 5G is up there in the same high frequencies as active denial systems. Those yeah. big dishes they put on the Humvees, and if they they you know put those dishes on you and hit you with the beam, you're going to feel like your skin's on fire. You're going to start retching. You're not, you know, it's like, Okay, I think I'm going to go away from this, you know. All radiation, and, right? Right. And so they're hitting you with that microwave. So that microwave, those microwave frequencies can really affect us, affect biological forms. So now what the Chinese did was COVID-19 was developed as a weaponized virus. 
the point of it, it was COVID is colds and flus. We've had this for a long, long, long time. Okay, this is nothing new. And what they wanted <clears throat> was for a, you know, a virus that would propagate amongst the people and it would just be if it, you know, at its worst, it would be a bad cold or a bad flu. I think it got out of the laboratory before they could engineer the virus to make it less lethal. And because it piggybacked its way out on one of the people that worked in the lab. But I think that the COVID was being engineered so that with Huawei, you have, if you understand frequencies and how radios, I'm a ham radio operator. And so there's all kinds of unallocated little itty bitty slices, you know, of frequency here and there. But also there's other ways that you can modify signals, you can send coded signals. What I believe is that their intention, the Chinese, was to secretly spread COVID throughout an entire nation. Interesting. All right. And then they could go to the leadership and say, you will accept our terms and do as we say, or we're going to kill a third of your population in a month. And they could do it. They would then be able to take their Huawei 5G equipment, which would have secret embedded software, which would send the right kind of coded signal that a genetically modified and weaponized virus would respond to it. Ergo, you have the classic sender-receiver binary weapon system. You know, it's unbelievable how mankind keeps pushing don't get me wrong i love science but when you step into certain realms that affect nature and and animals uh, and humans for that matter uh, i just think they don't realize that the harm that they're really causing to mother earth and uh, you know don't get me wrong i'm not, i'm not a flower child here but i do respect the You're planet a hippie. And i do i'm a hippie yeah you're a hippie i I do respect the planet and I do respect nature. Uh, I'm a huge animal lover. Um, and, you know, it just seems like there, there needs to be a limit. It, 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 my, my, I mean, I can make a perfect point by saying, you know, you buy a computer today and in six months to a year, it's outdated. What do you do with that computer when it's done? How many, how many computers or, or electronic mm -hmm. systems do you have at home that you, you don't even know what to do with? They break, you throw it out. Mm-hmm. It's like we, we create so much garbage and it's more and more people are living longer and longer and we have to provide for the removal of waste, food, medicine and so on and water which is the ultimate, you know, that that is the key to life and we just keep overstepping our bounds in, in certain, shall I say, military type of scientific invent, inventions which can be hazardous to life, human, uh, animal, and plant. Yeah, but guys, to me, if you wanted to look at the grand scale of this conflict, it's real simple. It's the people who walk with God versus the people who walk away from God. The people who walk it. away from God? The people who walk away from God, people who turn their back on God, all right? You're, I'm sitting there and you're telling me about your value systems. 
All right, you're a very spiritual man. And to you, it is inconceivable to do this kind of harm. But to those people, remember, communism, there is no God. The state is the God. Mao Zedong is your God. Stalin is your God. All right? Uh, you, you are worshiping a mortal in those systems. So that whole focus is walking away from God, whereas people who walk with God, walk humbly with God, there is, you have a sense of propriety, a sense of respect, some more, some less, but there's that basic difference. And so for us, for people who just want to live decent, normal lives, and they look at this and it makes no sense, but it makes perfect sense to people who just have the hunger for more. They want more of everything they want, and they're insatiable, and they can never get enough. And that's what the technology of today has become. Those who are involved in it, they're, they're, they're as they call them, the computer geeks, and 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 those uh, tech uh, technicians who are creating these apps and making a fortune off of them because everybody's falling into the uh, they're all falling into that line of consumering consumers where they just keep buying the stuff. They, Oh, the new phone is out. Let me get it. Oh, that new app is out. Let me get it. Oh, that new PlayStation is out. Let me get it. So we're in this technology age that just keeps advancing like every six months. And it, it, I, I, I heard it. I heard a, we're on a, a treadmill. A, we're like mice on a treadmill. Yeah. It's, it's frightening. It really is. But it will get to a point where it changes. The one thing I will say is if the deep, if the globalists are able to enact two things, uh, mandatory vaccinations and mandatory chipping, then it's game over. They've won. We will be a slave species for That's countless right. generations to come. That's period. Right. I agree There's, 100%. There is no winning in 2024. Okay. I think that's the big, a lot of people, you know, it's a hard sell for Trump to say, maybe I'm going to run in 2024, and they're going, well, what's the point? They've already passed, they're, you know, going to pass legislation to turn the electoral system into a farce. We'll never have another free and fair election again. Well, to be honest with you, Marshall, I don't see Trump coming back. Why would he? Why would he deserve uh, to be put through all that again? To be honest, I mean, what, what what reasonable man would would want to be the president, or or at least in his shoes? That's a, it's such a shit job to want to be the president, in my opinion. Yeah, but the frequent flyer miles are great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> good point. Good point. Yes. Um, I think it's look. I want to share with you a personal story that sets my view of Trump. Go ahead, brother. We're all here. When I was in college, there was this, uh, and this was back in the 70s. Oh, my God, I'm I'm outing my age. And uh, (laughs) uh, there was this man who was, uh, he was elderly. He was a senior. He and his wife, he was blind. And at that time, uh, he didn't have, he was carrying a a portable reel-to-reel recorder that was like 30 pounds. And he was he was a straight A student, and we saw him around campus, Arizona State University, big big school. And so I decided to do a story on him, and 
that was my uh, was in my major was communications with mass communications, and so I followed him around and took pictures of him and his wife. Went to his home. Uh, he was just amazing. He had a workshop where he did all of his studies, and it was a peg wall, and everything was in perfect place. And so we finally sat down to conduct the interview, and I asked him that you know how he had lost his sight. And uh, during World War II, he was a motorcycle courier, and uh, he was uh, early in the landings in France, and he was going down the road on his motorcycle, hit a mine called a Bouncing Betty. And the Bouncing Bettys <clears throat> would pop up about three feet and then explode, sending out the shrapnel sideways. Uh, the main thing was to literally just uh, emasculate the guys. And oh, it just was terrifying terrible. for them. They'd lose their, you know, you, you lose your little buddy. Ooh. That's terrible. That's and uh, nasty, nasty weapon. Well, he's hit a betting bu bouncing Betty. Uh, it jumped up, blew up, and it just peppered his whole back with shrapnel. Oh. And they got it all out except one piece of shrapnel in his neck, and they couldn't get it out. It was inoperable. And what happened was over the years, it ground away and ground away, and he told me finally that's what caused him to go blind was this old piece of steel from this bouncing Betty. <clears throat> and I said, well, you know, there are new things in medicine every day. Are, you know, is there any hope for a surgical procedure? And he said, no, there's not. And my doctor just told me that uh, I'm going to uh, go become deaf as a, also as a result of the oh injury. My God. And when he told me he was going to be both deaf and blind, it hit me because this man just was so beautifully peaceful. And I have never cried like that in my entire life. Oh, my. I literally rivers of tears coming down my face. I was so embarrassed, you know, and I'm trying to hide it, you know, and he could hear anything. Oh, my. You had a and, beta male uh, moment there, Marshall. Yeah, it was a real intensive moment. And, you know, <clears throat> he he leaned forward and he patted me on the knee and he just said, it's okay. It's okay. Winners never quit and quitters never win. And when I'm in really in the dumps and I'm slugging against something, I always remember him. I always remember crying in that day and him just saying, winners never quit and quitters will never win. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Donald Trump is no goddamn quitter. That's right. He loves this country. He loves it. There's no doubt about it. And he loves a fight. And, and that's why when people, or even him for that matter, have made mention or uh, uh, hinted to the possibility of him running again in 2024. I, 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 I mean, I may sound like a, a weirdo saying this, but I sincerely believe he's our only hope. Who else do we have? Pompeo said he was going to run. Well, I think Trump has, if he runs again, I mean, definitely – but he's a huge, he's becoming a huge power broker right now. He's the rhino's worst friend, uh, you know, and uh, those people all need, there needs to be, we eventually in, 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 in Washington need to have a hall of cowards and traitors. And, yes. you know, 
And I think the Supreme Court justices, nice big busts of them in front of the gift shop. You know, do you think there should be uh, term limits, by the way, Marshall, for these people that uh, that are career politicians? Absolutely, Michael. Yes, there needs to be. We need to have a lot of change. People need to get involved. Look, <clears throat> Trump and the Patriots, as far as I'm concerned, Trump and Patriots have already done the heavy lifting. They've already done the most important thing is they lit the fuse. Mm. It is the great awakening. People are waking up. And once you wake them up, you can't put them back to sleep. And they have done it. Trump and the Patriots have done it. Just the fact that we're having this conversation right now, and it's how many more conversations, how many other people are having this same kind of conversation out there. They already did the most important thing because we're, there's 7, 8 billion, 7.8 billion souls on the planet. So let's imagine that the bad ones are 0.8 billion, okay? <laughs> That's seven good Seven billion good people. We don't have to have a grand master plan to win. All we got to do is roll over and sit on the bastards. We have sheer weight of numbers. The problem is that they're they're uh, infiltrating our uh, our learning facilities for the younger generation. Everything from grammar school to high school to the colleges. And you've, I mean, you go to any college practically, and the majority of people there are PC liberal Democrat. And they're, they're being, look, I, I was a PC liber, liberal Democrat my, myself for many, many years, but I wasn't taught to think that my way and my ideas were the only right way to think because it, there's no tolerance on the left. They say they're tolerant, but as soon as you have an an opposing opinion they come down on you you're you're racist you're you're white privilege you're 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 a homophobe you're you're xenophobe you're islamophobe and every name in the book but they you're also a peckerwood too that too we already know that about you mike absolutely no uh responsibility for what they themselves say and or do they, they just think that their way is right and that's wrong well that's the problem mike everyone thinks they're right no one believes that they're wrong everyone's Sad. right yes we talked about this everyone's right no one's wrong that's right well i think our for patriots right now it's a big comeuppance we're having to wake up to the fact that we've been asleep at the switch and that's the reason why we're in this fix. I agree with you there. All right. We have. And so this is on us. And the sooner we accept that, the sooner we can deal with it. And I think we are accepting it. I think it is, you know, where people are really learning that freedom is something you don't abdicate it to someone else. Freedom you is an illusion, Marshall. Freedom? Well, no, I got to disagree. Freedom is not an illusion. I don't think we have freedom of speech freedom either. Freedom is what we, through historically our species, we have fought for freedom. Since the dawn of time. Yeah, but do we have total freedom, though? That That's the you know, question, we, though. We will, people, we go to wars. We, you know, we surrender our lives to fight for freedom. And when I enlisted in the Army as a young man, it was to defend the Constitution. Good for you. I meant it. Good okay, I meant it. 
and I served honorably. And I am just disgusted with these Obama political hacks in the Pentagon who are traitors and betraying the country right. because they're brainwashed communists, all right? But <clears throat> we're, we're waking up, we're dealing with it. The advantage is not as strong for the globalists because they're, they're, they're having to fight to maintain their position and they're no longer have the advantage of being on the offensive. They have the White House, so now they're the ones on defense, and you don't see it. But you know what? What de what defense do they even need? First of all, the corpse in the White House hasn't done a real press uh, a real press um, what's the word Pre press uh, presser. <laughs> no, no. Press no. conference? A press conference. Press, Thank you. Press conference, he hasn't okay. done a real press conference. Everyone that he does do, the questions are taken in advance. He reads off the teleprompter. In addition to that, the guy's got the he's got the mind of, of, a, of a, a senile old man at this point. He's making terrible mistakes. Um, in addition to that, nobody's putting a, nobody's putting the coals to his feet or his feet to the coals. I don't know what the, the, the terminology is but the guy he sits in his basement or sat in his basement for the whole time now he's got his wife with him so every time he makes a mistake she's there oh no it's you gotta say this and he's got the vp communist harris doing all the phone calls to other countries that how how is this guy on defense when he nobody is def, is opposing him the 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 the, the media isn't doing their job I mean, well, he's not he's not on defense. I'm talking really the globalists. Okay. Right, they're right now. They don't know what Trump's going to do. They've tried, you know, they've tried to impeach him twice, once sure. out of office. What a, what I mean, an insult. That was so utterly ridiculous. But I wouldn't, you know, there's a lot of frustration. What I would just say to everyone's frustration is this is a military operation. I'll tell you what, <clears throat> when you see Joe Biden walking up the steps of Trump's old 747, you know the alliance is lost. What do you mean? And because <clears throat> right now, what you know, look at what they're flying on. Kamala Harris, when she has to fly anywhere, is on an old Boeing 737 that's converted for military, all right? He flew in. Biden had a charter, a private airplane to fly in. The Air Force didn't give him uh, a 747 or a 757 that they operate to go out and do that. In other words, <clears throat> you know, Biden's in the White House. He's not getting the air transport. When he was walking through the front door of the White House, everybody in the media and, you know, and on the right, it was like, and, and it's like, you know, everybody's telling the same damn story about, ah, oh, you could, he's got an earpiece and you could hear Obama saying, you know, or you could hear him saying, salute the Marines. All right. <laughs> because he's getting instructions in his earpiece, salute the Marines, which he didn't do. All right. Everybody was all focused on salute the Marines. I don't give a damn about that. I'm looking at the Marines. There's nothing on their uniforms. No ropes, no pins, no medals, no nothing. 
I don't understand. What is that? What? Why would See, that? See, you be? were never in the military. I can no, tell sir, right I now. No, huh? of course not. No, I wasn't. Okay, I tried see, to go, but I, I ended is up. That being... a lot of people who never were in the military don't understand the subtle clues. Yeah. Okay. I, I, well, I was going to journey sixteen, but I ended up getting cancer. Oh, okay. ooh, that was rough. Yeah, it was. I was going to join at sixteen. My father and I went to the recruiting recruiting station. But uh, I'm sorry, I'm taking you off your point. Go uh, ahead. You know, the thing is that if you can go find the video of him, look at the Marines at the door, her saluting. There's nothing. They're plain jackets. It looked to me like they went, used their allotment for uniforms, and they just got new uniforms that have no badges, pins, medals, labels, you know, all the doodads that they like. Everybody hangs all the big rows of medals you've seen, okay? All the decorations on the uniforms. None of that. Their uniforms were blank, all right? Okay, so what does that mean? What it means is that he has no respect of the people there. They don't consider him to be the real deal. I hope so. So you have, you know, a one part of the military is waffling, it's fractured, but part of the military doesn't is really not wanting to service him as the president. Look at all of this nonsense with who has the football and Nancy Pelosi. Oh, all of a sudden, I, Nancy Pelosi wants the football. I, oh, my God. I hate her. You know, what is she going to do? Set it next to her $10,000 ice cream refrigerator. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Must be some good ice cream. Uh, yeah, you know, kind of radiate glow-in-the-dark ice cream. Um, but... <clears throat> There's a lot that's going on, and there's been a tremendous amount of speculation on everything. And there's we don't know what's information, what's disinformation. That's a problem, what's Misinformation, though, yeah. what is propaganda, what is spin. There's so much of it out there we don't know. And I have just really gotten to the point where I don't listen to anything. I, I just believe you. what I see. I think eventually that happens to everyone. Everyone has grown uh, apathetic yeah. towards everything. Yeah. That's everybody the problem. Is, we're just tired of the happy bullshit. I call it happy bullshit. We're just sick of the happy bullshit. We want to see some results. Sure. Yeah. That's what we want. The exactly. problem is the results that, that the politician, uh, uh, the president, I should say, is giving us is all – he's just trying to undo everything that was done for the last four years. Well, he's what they're going to do with Biden is Biden's job is to go in there and sign a boatload of executive orders. Yep. And then before he has to defend him in court, they'll take him out on the 25th Amendment because he's That's in right. the second stage dementia. That's for God's right. Sakes. That's right, Mr. Masters. Right. You're exactly and right. Then Kamala Harris, but there could be. They could slip in a ring or two. Okay, I hear so, this. I hear this all the time. But what what happens if that doesn't come to fruition? Then he'll die in office. Do you think he's gonna die? <laughs> he might. <laughs> I don't think he so. He was on my bucket list. Remember? <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna die. Trust me. They're gonna okay. keep him running. He's not gonna die. I mean, I, one way or another, something doesn't sit right with me. With the, just the two of them. I, I just think it'll don't be a long, them. a long four years for you, Mike. Probably, probably they'll. they'll... I, I don't, guys. I don't think it's going to be four years. Um, 
frankly, the military is going to have to step in, and it's going to be one of two ways. Either they're going to do it right the first time, or they're going to have to step in after this civil war. We are in a cold civil war. It is going to go hot, and it's going to get kinetic. I'm not making jokes about Peckerwoods. These are the guys that have been in Korea and Vietnam and other places, and our Peckerwoods have been killing their Peckerwoods, and that's why they want to kill our Peckerwoods. Good okay. Lord. And uh, if you were in the Army, yes. you would understand that. <laughs> By the way, Marshall, some believe that China wishes to replace the U.S. as the world's leader. I no believe doubt. they have already replaced us. Silence. You know, Do you agree, disagree? Go ahead. a nation that's a leader? I mean, it, it's... Who leads? It's it's all behind, you know, it's behind the curtains. Mm-hmm. It's all behind the curtains. But all of this is, it's it's coming to a head. I, I am looking at it. I see things that are positive that just say, you know, st- hold fast, bite your lip, let it go. Mm-hmm. I look for stuff. You know, the first thing that I saw Trump, like when I wrote about Trump's speech at CPAC, which, you know, yeah, everybody on the right was, oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And I came out and called it a nothing burger. All right. <laughs> and because it was a nothing burger. And that was the reason why I feel that they had like a casserine pass moment. Like I said, they hit something that made them have to take, you know, put them on back foot. They have to change strategy, strange you know, change your tactics and come forward again and continue the battle. So I look at it that we're in this way. And right now, we're we're not going to know what's going to happen or what is happening until we know. And that's it. And in the meantime, all we can do is work off what we see. I see, I don't see Biden on Trump 747. I don't see the Marine Guards putting their decorations and medals on their uniforms at the White House to greet Biden. These are, you know, for me, ex-military, it's like, wow, this stands out real fast. Okay, you pick up on these things. But I see other things that are happening as well. But if the globalists had a complete victory over Trump and the Patriots, why are they doubling down on all of this insanity where they're they're going after people and canceling accounts and the suppression is worse now than it was before Trump lost and walked away because they're not in control and they know they're not in fully in control. This is a fluid battlefield <clears throat> and we're not going to know what's going to happen. The only concern I have is that there are going to be people who are going to go, enough is enough, all right? And then that injects a lot of uncertainties into the battle space, which may not work well for the White Hats. Whatever you do, you got to go help the White Hats. And people need to, uh, you know, they're these are the ones, they're there, they're working on it, the signs are there if you know what to look at. But like I said, we're not going to know anything until we know what we know. And until then, it's all happy bullshit. And I'm talking about both sides. I don't believe anybody on saying anything on both sides. What I do believe is Trump sending a cease and desist letter to the RNC going, you will not use my face 
and my likeness and my reputation to go put money in the pockets of your backstabbing rhinos that betrayed the country. That, when I saw that, I said, now I see something real. I see a cease and desist. And that's it. That's all I look for right now. It's things to do. Trump is, and you know, you see the elements. He's changed the the his slogan to from "Make America Great Again" to "Save America," and that's really accurate, guys, because that's what it's about right now. Frightening. Yeah, it's frightening, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Right, and of course, we do have uh, Germany declaring the third wave has begun so of course they are preparing for another lockdown as well as italy who's already underway for another lockdown and uh, that brings up the point of uh, a vaccine passport which is all the rage going on we talked about this uh early last year and people thought i was high on pcp when i said it marshall but it's, it's just common sense to believe that this would be a requirement to fly of course there would be a vaccine passport. You don't have to be a genius to know that. Well, I have been asking doctors. Um, every doctor, you know, the doctors you know, I visit for my normal care, and chiropractors, nurses, everybody, every medical professional, I always ask them the same thing. Are you going to take the COVID? Uh, are you going to take the shot? You gonna, right. You know, take the vaccine. And, you know, it doesn't matter if they're on the left or the right. You know what everyone, every health professional I've asked has said the same thing. I'll only take it if I have to do it to save my license. Yeah. But then I talked to one doctor. She's an internist with a major clinic. And she has reviewed all of the literature on this extensively. And here's what she told me when I said, would you, you know, would you take it? She said, I wouldn't take it to save my license, period. She would quit the practice of medicine rather than take it. She said, the RNA, this virus that Fauci is telling everybody is safe, okay, has been in Fauci's laboratories for 20 years, and it never got out of the laboratories because the animals kept dying. And now they're giving it to us. There's already suppression and cover-up because in the hospitals they've been immunizing the staffs. And we've had a lot of doctors suddenly die after getting immunized, and they have no pre-existing conditions. One doctor, she was perfect health. They gave her the injection, and within, uh, I think, a day and a half, she was dead. Yes, I believe the AstraZeneca vaccine is one that's been quite problematic. Yeah, and so what she told me about this vaccine is she said the vaccine is designed to attack COVID once it's finished doing that. With a regular vaccine that we're used to taking, um, once it's done its job, it's done its job. But with these vaccines, these are, this is RNA. You're actually reprogramming your body. And what happens is that she said, after you have, if whether which, depending on which vaccine, excuse me, if it's one or two, but if you have completed the vaccine course, then uh, it'll be fighting COVID for approximately 42 days. 
And then she said, after that, from 42 days to six months, the problem is, particularly for people who have weakened immune systems, is that the RNA vaccine then starts looking for other targets. And the body turns against itself. The immune system starts going after your major organs. They'll all start shutting down one after another, starting with your lungs, and you will die a terrible, painful death. How lovely. And Michael, I'm, I'm sorry, she, uh, Michael, didn't didn't we uh, discuss this with um, what was it, Brad Olson last week? Didn't he say the very same thing about people dying from getting the, the, the shots? Similar, but lots of people are experiencing all sorts of unusual symptoms. You can look it up yourself. It's not uh, bullshit. Of course, those on YouTube that will check this video after it's published. They can look mm -hmm. it up, too, and see that they cannot take this video down, as we have not been um, giving people any misinformation. Sorry, That's for right. the record. Um, and, and by the way... Said, what a, yeah, and, and what this doctor said was she said, you're going to have, from about 45 days after your vaccine to six months, you're in a window where you could die from the vaccine. Interesting. And, and by the she's way... She's expecting to see a huge death toll. By the way, Mike, I have to ask you, you know, you're kind of on that boat, Mike, where it's kind of immune. Yeah, you know, you, immune system. Yeah, I know. you kind of um, have to make up or make up your mind pretty soon, like if you do want to play music again. Yeah, I know. It's very interesting you, you brought this up because I was just discussing this yesterday with a friend of mine. Yeah. And uh, I got to be honest, I'm I'm teetering on the edge because I don't know what to do in one, you know, on, on one point, I, I don't want to get it. The other point is, well, am I in that much of a risk that I should get it? Because let's face it, I, I don't know if you know this, Mr. Masters, but I've had cancer a, a total of uh, six times, uh, uh, two times I had it in two different spots. So a total of eight different types of cancer. Um, and I've got to, obviously, I've got a compromised immune system between the radiation therapy and the, uh, uh, the chemotherapy and so on and so forth. So fortunately, this whole year that's gone by, I have uh, not had any scares in which I thought I had China virus. I, uh, I had two major colds, but Never once did I think it was the China virus. So I'm I'm really in a at a point where I don't know what to do. I've had the option I could make a an, a, an appointment any day through any of the drugstores or whatever around here, but I have uh, held off from doing it because I don't know what to do, frankly. Yeah, you're going to be left with a choice to make, Mike. Apparently, yeah. It's a heavy one. It is. Well, I have not heard. First off, you know, another thing I asked doctors for a long time, does hydroxychloroquine work? And you know what? They all say, yeah, and then they shut up because they don't want to. It, it's all about they don't want to lose their license. Hmm. Okay. They're up against the powers that be. And, you know, I am the last person to, I can tell you that, um, you know, no way am I going to let them put that crap in my body. And um, especially when, you know, I, I don't need it. I already had it. I have the antibodies. But hydroxychloroquine works. There's other therapeutics. And 
they're even saying it's not an absolute guarantee that you won't catch COVID. You know, it's, it's funny. You get in, you get immunized, and then you still have to wear the mask. Yeah, yeah you're, that's you're, ridiculous. You're left what with is more. The point of getting immunized if you got to keep wearing a mask. Right. Yeah, and then left. you got the president tell you, well, you know, it's good to wear two masks. I don't even like wearing <laughs> one. Yeah, you're left with lots of confusion. In other words, Marshall, no one is exactly sure uh, what the guidelines are for those that are vaccinated now. Can you be around uh, your friends once you are vaccinated? Uh, if if they are vaccinated, some say yes, some say no. Then, of course, you still have to wear a mask. I mean, it's a rather strange conundrum that we are in, Marshall, for better or for worse. It's for better or worse. All I can tell you guys was... I just took a gram of vitamin C, chelated zinc, and vitamin D3, and I take it every morning. I don't get colds and I don't get flus. I had COVID for 10 days I, you know, after I was infected, didn't know anything, and it wasn't until the last day and a half, and then the fever broke and it was gone. And I didn't do anything to stop the fever. I just went home, rested, hydrated, and I let my body sweat it out and kill it. Masters, uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Yeah. Concerning your having gotten this virus, were you checked out by a doctor? To, were you tested to find out if you actually indeed had it? Are you sure? You I it? went in without it. They put me into a COVID screening room, and I was there for 90 minutes with everything. Okay. And then the nurse came in and said to me, why did you lie to us? Ooh. I said, what do you mean, lie to you? It says down on their admission form that you said you reported having a fever. I said, I've never said any such thing. I came for a routine, you know, uh, small, you know, surgical procedure. And that was it. And what did they do? The schmucks performed the procedure in the damn COVID screening room, and that's where I got the COVID. They gave you COVID. They gave it to me in My the God. hospital. Bastards. Okay? That's where I got it. After they had told me I didn't have it and that I was a liar for telling them I had a fever. I mean, this is the insanity of it. Marshall, I have so, to be, yeah. I, have to, I have to remind you, Marshall, no good deed goes unpunished. Oh, boy, isn't that the truth? It's sad. It is. It is. But it's, you have, look, what I would say, Mike, is it's your body. You have got to go investigate this, just like everybody who's listening to this conversation. But if you start listening to the medical professionals who are speaking up, and a lot of them are being horribly punished for their honesty. Yep. Okay. So, you know, the question is, is are you making this decision about your life based on facts or suppression of facts? That's what you have to decide first. And then you can take it from there. But as far as I'm concerned, no way. RNA, every doctor, every healthcare professional I have spoken to, they won't take that vaccine unless it's the only way they can keep practicing medicine. Yeah. Some people have and to take it in order to keep their gig. And uh, again, Mike, you know, you're left with a very serious choice to make whether or not you will generate income i mean traveling the road is how you make money that's how you yeah that's how you generate lots of uh, momentum is by doing continuous road shows that's just the way it goes 
You got to travel. You got to tour. Yeah. You got to hit the road. That's what you do when you are a goddamn musician. And now Mike, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's put in this really uh, terrible situation. You know, he has to go out there, but now his whole, um, his immune system is compromised as everyone knows. And now he has to come to the realization that perhaps his gig might be in jeopardy if he does not take the jab. Ah, so in other words, the venues are wanting to make sure that you're compliant and you have a vaccine. Well, Ticketmaster is also another one who is laying out new guidelines as well. Concerts, right? For concerts, exactly, Mike. So, I mean, everyone has to be vaccinated. And I think, Marshall, I think this might happen. Um, Everyone will have to comply to this. I think it's going to be mandatory. Well, if you're going to want to travel... Keep your job. Keep your job, all of that. But on the other hand, it's already starting to go away. And I wrote an article on my site. And for, you know, and it would, if your listeners were going to just read just one article, this would be the one that I would want them in. Uh, I put down, it's called Hold Fast. Defiance brings new hope. Right. All right. And we have the defiance. And in what I am talking is, is in battle. All right. There are things that happen that are completely unforeseen or unanticipated, like heavy, you know, uh, heavy cloud cover and you can't launch aircraft. All right that could change the course of a battle like the battle of the bulge when the skies cleared up that was the end of the battle of the bulge for the germans and we just our planes could go in there and tear them up all right but as long as they had the clouds they had covered and they could they were giving us a hard time and matter of fact in that movie Patton, you know that was where Patton had a had a guy write a prayer for him so he could pray to god to have the weather change you know, kind of like a divine intervention. And so we have these these things that happen. And, you know, Texas was uh, really got the short end of the stick with that February ice storm. Mm-hmm. And it cost the state blood and treasure. People died. Uh, there was a lot of people were getting $2,000 utility bills uh, for a week. All right, to get through a crisis, there was all kinds of disruption. It caused a lot of hardship for the state, and it was all because communist apparatchiks at the EPA put the twist on Governor Abbott of Texas, and he bent a knee to their nonsense and set up Texas, which is the energy state of the country, for this insane scenario to play out. All right, well, I lived in Texas for 10 years. And I got family and friends there, you know, and so I'm calling and asking everybody. And I say, what do you think of Abbott? And everybody's doing the same thing. Uh, That's not a good sign. And so. um, That's scary. Now, now you see him, you know, down on the border. In other words, he realized for the sake of his political career that he had just screwed the pooch and he was on his way out with the people of the state. That was it. And uh, because he betrayed them in a weather crisis, you know, to play suck up to a bunch of communists at the EPA. 
And that, if you know Texas, you know they ain't going to fly. All right. <laughs> I said that with his Give you an idea. Yeehaw. In Texas, if you want to have a conversation, there's only three things you need to talk about in Texas. College football, high school football, and secession. That'll that'll get you going. All right. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, the culture of the state is wonderful. I loved Texas when I lived there. All right, and the thing is, Texas is big. You know, South Dakota, right from the get-go, never did the lockdowns, never did the mask. What? No big deal. Now the problem with South Dakota is it was easy to bury them because there's less than a million people in Texas. Fort Worth, one city, Fort Worth, Texas, has more population than the entire state of South Dakota. And Texans will tell you that Fort Worth is overrated. All right? Then you want to look at Mississippi. You know, it's like, well, 2.9 million. Well, guess what? If you take Houston and throw in El Paso for good measure, there's more people than in Mississippi living in Texas. 30 million people, a big honking state right in the middle of the country. It's I, Texas is the wedge. So the thing of it is, is now Texas, as of the 10th, is completely open. There's no masking. So now the rest of the country that has been going around like a bunch of stupid fear puppies are going to get to look at Texas and say, Okay, are people dying? You know, I mean, the one thing I have to agree with David uh, X twenty two. If COVID is everything everyone says, the most vulnerable are street people, people living out on the street. How but, come they're not picking up dead bodies next to the poop and the needles? By the way, Marshall, you mentioned the phrase, or you said the phrase, uh, screwing the pooch. It's an old military phrase. Yeah, it's like you, you really messed up. You also said honking. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, screw the poo. I mean, is, is that like bestiality, I thought. I was like, who came up with that phrase? Someone who really liked animals, apparently. Oh, God, we're back to dogpile. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I just thought, good Lord, Marshall, you can't say that around me. My mind paints these photos and pictures. And, good Lord. God, don't you miss the days when Americans could stick their foot in their mouth and not have their lives destroyed for it? Oh, I know, right? Yeah. You used to be able to get away with murder in the 90s. Now you can't. Now you're in trouble for jaywalking. No, you, you know, you can, now they're getting away with murder, literally. But, uh, you know, yeah, there was, it's just, especially in the last, you know, in the last 10 or so years. Times are changing, it, yeah. It is times have changed. They haven't changed for the better. Um, this whole thing is is closing down. But again, I still you got some hope. I think you got hope. You know, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be much worse. But that's part of the the. This is a sad thing to note, but it's the truth of it. The more pain there is, the more awareness becomes. Yes, sir. And so. What's happening right now is the pain level that the left is is generating is pushing. It's getting there. It's getting there. And it's going to get to a point. And, and guys, the last thing I want to see is a hot civil war. 
You're right. Because the country will balkanize, and then the the Democrats are going to go to the UN and say, "Save us from the fascists." We need the PLA to come into America and enforce our law, and Beijing is going to be happy to do it. Marshall, let me ask you really quickly: Do you think we will see conflict with China in the near future? Will we go to war with them? In other words. It's a good question. I see us definitely, we're in a trade war right now, and trade wars inevitably lead to a kinetic war. Uh, but I don't think that the Chinese really want to, you know, uh, Sun Tzu said there are some nations and some governments you do not fight. Right. right. And, and yeah. do, you know and why, so, do you know why, Mr. Masters, America has always been able to be a country that has ceased to be invaded the second amendment we are the That's one right. country that has civil uh, uh civilians who own uh in some cases multiple firearms that that reason alone is the one reason that m all our enemies have never decided to invade america because they know that we will take up arms and defend ourselves i always thought it was That's because our military right. was elite they wouldn't even have a chance that too, that too. But even China said China. We would chi China. Even China said that we they would not invade America because of the fact that too many Americans own guns. So in addition to our military, which I don't know how it's how many strong, but you've got to put that. I don't. Again, I also don't know what the numbers of people who own firearms in this country, but it's got to be a good. I'd say it's got to be up there. Yeah, it's, right. it's got to be up there. Uh, and it's primarily the people in the rural areas and uh, those who live in, in, in the inner part of the states. Um, That's right. But, you know, when I lived in Jersey, my I always wanted to get a gun. And, 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 and in 1999, I got one because I was freaking out about Y2K. But that's another story. And I started. And from that point on, uh, I, I started getting more rifles and now that I live in PA, I can actually walk around with my my nine uh, strapped to my my arm, uh, my arm to my my hip, and I'm completely legal. And I love that about this this state. There's things I hate about it, but I love that about this state. Yeah, and you know what? You know the liberals will tell you, "Oh my God, they have states where you can carry open carry." And you don't have to have a permit, and there'll be blood on the streets, and oh, it'll yeah. be terrible. And what happens? Nice, quiet, law and order, nobody doing anything. Mr. Masters, th this is the same people who, who, who make statements like that are, uh, you know, are the same people who believe that there are right, that we are more, uh, we should be more concerned about right wing militias than Antifa or BLM. At least, yeah, right, I, at least right wing militias are not run by. Uh, Marxist uh, leaders. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at Washington. We've got all these National Guard. We got fences. We got razor wires to keep out the QAnons. Well, the QAnons didn't show up. Oh, my word. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're worried about the asteroid. Yeah. I don't know what they're worried about. I mean, they're looking over their shoulders. All right. Things, their plan isn't going according to plan, neither are ours, And uh, but for the patriots, uh, it's sauce for the goose, and uh, they're 
they have the ability to adapt, change, uh, or as the, I like what the Marines say, improvise, adapt, and overcome. And, uh, and you know, the Marines are the personal Praetorian Guard, if you will, of the president. So that pretty much fits it. Understood. And Marshall, we are winding down here. And uh, I got to ask you a very random question, Marshall. Why do people still believe that the Earth is flat in 2021? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Duh. I agree. My thoughts exactly. Well, you know, I've I, this is the first time in like I think a year and a half or two years a uh, question's been asked because the last time it was a caller and it was on a large show and uh, the caller was saying that, you know, uh, I said, well, I've been in an airplane and I've seen the curvature of the earth flying over the pole. <laughs> and he said, yeah, but you know, the windows are designed to make oh, that, God. that, that whole thing. And I said, really, I was flying on an Aleutian Eel 62 manufactured in 1963 in Soviet Russia. You yeah. mean in 63, the Soviets were down with this flat earth theory? Of course, didn't you know that? And then the guy just, you know, hung up and that was it. Uh, color. <laughs> it's, it's amazing when you talk to people like that and they, you try to, you know, debate their, their statement. And they just, they don't continue. It's, it's a typical liberal thing. It's liberal conspiracy theory, yeah. <laughs> well, I think most of them actually are heavily religious. I mean, one guy in particular that was reaching out to me, uh, I believe he, yeah. he's a hardcore Christian. Yeah. It... He was saying in the Bible it says the earth is flat. Therefore, I believe the earth is flat. Does it really? According to him, it does. I never heard that before. Well... People believe whatever they want, Marshall. That's what I've learned. Oh, no doubt. You know, it, it, I, I don't know how this flat earth theory, you know, really caught on it, I, whether it's a, you know, an intentional distraction and it could be a psyop. Well, Marshall, it came from 4chan. That's where it gained its popularity. That's where it came from. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, what does that say about Q? Uh-oh, Marshall. You know, Mr. Masters, you, you can also argue the, the same the same topic about with these people about, um, you know, the whole evolution versus cre creationism. Is that right? Creationism? Did I say it right? Yes. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. you're a religious man, right? Do, do you believe that evolution took place or do you believe that the world started 5,000 years ago? I believe in catastrophism, actually. Oh, and never heard there of that is one. now. Okay, that threw a new one at you. That okay. is a new one. Yes. <laughs> Here's now. A lot of people don't know about catastrophism. Catastrophism was actually how uh, that was the largely maintained and vetted view of science prior to uniformitarianism, or what we know as Darwinism. And uh, what happens is that it is a little bit of combination of Darwin and a little bit of combination of creationism. Uh, what catastrophism says is we live in very long periods of relative quiescence, hills and valleys. And then these are punctuated by brief moments of extreme violence that re 
map life on the planet. Ah, All right. And that's catastrophism. And that was the official view of science before Darwin. Darwin uh, was never vetted. He didn't have to go through the vetting process. He was published directly. And so uh, there was never any intelligent discussion. And the reason why that moved so quickly to do that was that uh, Darwinism offered a way for scientists to completely de-link altogether from the church and the creation narrative. So Darwinism did that. The problem with creationism is creationism says we have deep time. You know, no, we're not going to artificially cap time. But you do have what is in the biblical narrative. You have these brief periods of extreme violence, catastrophism. And that is, uh, I believe, that explains uh, everything. And I maintain with that. And uh, I'm not, uh, I'm a, I call myself a perpetual. I'm a majority of one in terms of how I look at things. And uh, I don't practice any particular faith uh, because I don't like being limited by doctrine and dogma. And I like just walking one-on-one with God, and and I enjoy my relationship with Creator very much. And it has made a big difference in my life. When I first started doing all this work back in 1999, I was a real science geek guy. I mean, that was it, just the science, ma'am, just the science. I don't want this other stuff. Right. And uh, But the work is transformative. And what science... What God gives you is is hope and dignity and sense of purpose. And science gives you whatever somebody's paying to give you. What if my biology teacher was a Jehovah Witness? That's interesting. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun year. You got kicked out of that class more times than you can uh, count. You know, my favorite people, I got to say, my favorite people in the world are what I call spiritual Christians, and they're so easy to spot, you know. I just ask them one question, I go, so how many churches and study groups have you been kicked out of? And if they immediately start laughing their asses off, that's my kind of Christian right there. (laughs) Love that. You know, because these people are thinking for themselves. And uh, you don't get into trying to use science to reconcile uh, prophecy and Bible. To me, science is science, and science has its own golden cows, and religion is religion. And uh, I like to keep, you know, uh, I keep them separate, but what I do find is that there's tremendous power in terms of folklore and content. The... The Holy Bible, I believe, really is a Planet X preparatory. It is, there's a lot in there that is preparing uh, us. Just give you one example. There was, I don't know if you guys remember the Blood Moon Triad with Hagee back in 2017. And that was when my life became hell, thanks to that Blood Moon, because uh, it was in September and in that one month, more people searched on the topic of Planet X and Nibiru than in the history of the Internet, okay? And that 
freaked out the deep state and the globalists because they were all Christian. See, that's their big worry. If the Christians get together and they can get over their divides, they're unstoppable. They're humongous, humongous, a very powerful force out there. And for me, you know, this whole battle of freedom for the world, this is really, it's onward Christian soldiers. I see Christians are the center of the phalanx, and others of other faiths are marching abreast. And, you know, Christians are going to have to lead so that others can follow. I'm to be the devil's advocate and ask you this. This is important. Okay. What, okay, but but what do you what would you say to to somebody who is uh, Jewish or Muslim or uh, you know another faith? A uh, Mormon. That a, a what? A, a woman? A Mormon. Oh, I thought you said a woman <laughs> or a Mormon. A Mormon uh, woman. You know, I mean, but that's part of Christianity in a sense. It, my 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 point is, what if somebody challenges that's you debatable. and says, "Well, go ahead." If they challenge you to say, well, you know, your religion is wrong and mine is right. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say to Jews that history has taught us that when Jews have a country, they die one at a time. And when they don't have a country, they die six million at a time. So whoever is winning the battle get with them. And the fact is, it was Christians who saved them from the Holocaust. It was good Christian boys and gals that were out on the front line, sacrificing and fighting all the time and getting in there. And so there is, you know, we have to quit dividing ourselves. We have to understand that a lot of this religious division is created intentionally by the globalists. Again, I want to come back to the military because I have a church. It's called Knowledge Mountain Church, Perpetual Genesis, and it is a constitutional church. It is organized. I organize the church along the lines of the chaplain corps of the military. Now, think about it. If you're in the military, you have Jews, Muslims, Christians, Buddhists, everybody, okay? The military has no official religion. Rather, it respects the religious views of each warrior, each member of the service branch, as a right of personal heritage. And that has to be tolerated and respected and honored. And so we see in the military, religion has a, a very good way for everybody to come together for a common purpose. If our military can already do it, if Jews and Christians and Buddhists and Islam and everybody can march onto the battlefield together and cover each other's ass and go after the enemy together, if they can do it, why the hell can't we? That's what I'd say to your folks. You know why? Because we're now at a point with 7.5 billion people worldwide. It's not like it was 100 years ago when there was only a, a billion point five people and somewhat, I mean, it, kind of weird for me to say this, but somewhat more manageable to deal with. In addition to having social media, the world has become smaller. In addition to this violent world we've come into with, you know, terrorists killing people in the name of God. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's a, a ton of things I could I could throw at you that I would say 
that's the reason why we'll probably never get to unity or utopia because mankind is not we are uh, we are violent we are a violent animal we fight we we fight for dominance man is wolf to man no doubt exactly so well plus what if you don't believe you know, in a guys, deity at all marshall what if I've you traveled, are godless guys i've traveled around the world and i never had any problems because i always found uh, a lot of respect, a kind smile, and a sharing, you know, disposition, and makes you welcome. Well, kindness does I mean, goes a long way, no places, doubt. You know, in, in every country, in every place that you don't want to go into, and you got to know know that. But I did a lot of traveling, and I've just found people, you know, they're we're good, we're good, good species. People I don't are good. Think I think we're so a too. Violent species. I think the what the violence is intentional we are being divided because if we ever united we came to common focus we're uncontrollable we have the critical mass that's the whole reason for the masks and the covid and all of this insanity guys is that they're terrified of our of what we're capable of doing we're capable of so much. And it's sad because I look at, you know, I use this analogy. You, you, you have a beautiful 14-year-old girl, and two men look at that girl. And one man sees a child who can have it all, education, family, contribute to society, have a fantastic life, enjoy the best of everything living has to offer and then the other man looks at it and says what can i rent out her sexual organs for oy vey okay <laughs> wow and that's that's, just, pretty, that's it pretty graphic that's it and so what you got to understand is the people that are keeping us divided perpetuating all this grief in the world they they're the ones that look at us and just go okay you know what's what how can what kind of commodity value have I got here? Because these are pedophiles. The people that are in power are huge. They sacrifice children. They want their adrenochrome. I mean, there's a lot of ugliness, a lot of ugliness. I knew about all of that before six months before Q ever posted. And it is these these people are utterly and absolutely sick. And we're we're a species. We're nearing breakout. All right. We're a disgusting species, uh, Marshall. I have to say, we're <laughs> disgusting. There's a lot. Of, there, I mean, as as much good in the world that there is, and I I look for it all the time. There's a lot of evil out yeah, there. There's a lot of bad. Just look at the the Mexican. There's cartels, a lot of evil. Yes, but always remember something about evil. Evil walks around with a megaphone stitched to its lips. That's All no right? way to talk about Alex Jones, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> that was good. That came out of left field. Hasn't he gone through enough, Marshall? <laughs> you maniac. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But yes, Marshall, we are coming uh, to a close rather soon here. Uh, Mike, do you have any more questions for Mr. Marshall Masters here? He's been oh, a I could great go guest. All night with him, but but thank you for 
for being so patient with my questions and always a pleasure to, to speak with you, Mr. Masters. It's a pleasure to speak with you and you're a fighter. You are a real fighter and you've been up against it. You know how precious life is. Hang on to it, buddy. By the way, Marshall, before I do let you go, going back to the asteroid that's going to be passing by, I'm not sure you really told us much about your thoughts and opinions on that, Marshall. Uh, could it actually hit Earth? That's what they're. That's what experts are saying. It could get close, but uh, no dice. And what's the date? It's coming up on March 21st, I believe. It will 21st, be the nearest to the Earth. Day after spring. That's next Sunday. Yeah, so get ready to see that, uh, Mike, especially you. I know you want to go out and uh, take a peek. I'll tell you, if, if they say it's visual, it's going to be visual at some point, I will be out there. I think you might need a telescope, actually. I have one. I have one. Okay, you're good then. You want to be – well, you know, with this stuff uh, – and it's passing close. One of the things that I'm always concerned about is say hello to my little friends that uh, you don't know how big it is and what it's dragging along with you. Right. And, uh, but in general, these these predictions, impact predictions, always are on a sliding downward scale because as they track the object, uh, they get a more accurate idea of its trajectory and whatever its ephemeris is and usually it always goes to you know it goes out of the red and you know into the green so to speak um we'll see i'm the ones i'm really more worried about are like chelyablinsk 2013 nobody saw it coming and it came out of the sun those that's what i'm more worried about um with this, if they can see it coming, and they know, you know, they're talking about it, you know, the question in my mind is, uh, you know, is this to get attention for uh, funding a new project? And there's always uh, that concern in my mind with the science, because I just have been watching it over the years. And um, it, it was especially, there was a time when it was really, really raucous, uh, when scientists would say, oh, I, you know, I, I'm looking at something and my initial uh, plot is that uh, it has this percentage of chance of impacting on Earth, uh, Earth being an Earth crosser. And you know, the tabloid media in England would just all of a sudden come out with doom and gloom. It's going to hit. We're all going to die, sell a lot of papers, create a lot of uh, concern. People, of course, everyone, they start, you know, calling NASA going, what do you, what is it, what is it, what is it? And so what NASA did to uh, improve accuracy was suppression. They told all the astronomers, you tell us, you don't tell anybody else, and then we'll decide what to do with it. So you have to understand NASA has a two-to-one rule. There's two spooks for every geek. You can't use that. You can't use that kind of language here. I'm sorry. I mean, Marshall, I mean, you know, I'm trying not to get kicked off YouTube again. <laughs> you try to help, Marshall. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <so well. laughs> oh, <Gosh>. my. Uh, <laughs> oh. Michael, we both got him at the same time. <laughs> we just sure did. Uh, 
You guys did. Okay. I know. You know I got to give you that one. We, we better, we better <laughs> wrap up here uh, rather soon, Marshall, before I start asking you about the 6.7 million sperm samples that were sent to the moon. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we need to go off on a high note here. <laughs> we really do. But yes, you can check out Marshall Masters at YaoUSA.com. And he's got great books, great material out there for you and for the family. Great gift. If it's someone's birthday, get that book. Win-win. Great times. Yep, it's Win-Win Survival Handbook, and you can go just go domecommunity.com. That's domecommunity.com, and uh, you can learn about my book. And this, the first thing you'll see on it is a cover of Asteroids Impacting Earth. So the communities I'm talking about is how you build – for a community of 100 to 150 people and have a good quality of life, prosper, live well, raise your children, and you can survive, uh, you know, uh, devastating impact events with, you know, impactors up to about 200 pounds, depending on type. And the book also, you know, explains to you all the four phases of creating a community. So it takes you from, hey, let's do it, all the way to, you know, getting your first shovel full of dirt after you close escrow. And it walks you through the entire process. It's a large book, 436 pages, 123 illustrations. Took me seven years to do it. And uh, so if you're looking for a complete and total solution that has hope for the future, the big there's one difference between me and every other survival author and every bunker salesman out there. You ask them what happens afterwards, they don't know. My whole book is about what happens afterwards good and how point. to make it great. Yeah, good point. So check it out. That's yaousa.com. Once again, thank you so much, Marshall, for being a part of the program yet again. You are a, um, a very respected guest here, Marshall. You've been on the program I don't know how many years now, but it's always a honor and pleasure to have you here, Marshall. I'm always entertained. I'm also uh, very baffled and intrigued, and I could keep going on. It's just uh, it's a great time every time you're here, Marshall. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence here. I enjoy it, too. Very much so. Thank you. You got it, brother. Take care and uh, be safe out there, and uh, don't contract COVID again. Absolutely. <laughs> Take care, brother. Stay Thank safe. You, Good night. Okay. Good night, guys. And there he goes, boys and girls. I'm sorry about that, Mike. I took a bit of a pause there to uh, burp. I was wondering. I thought you hung up on me. <laughs> I didn't want to burp into the microphone, but oh, yes, oh. Uh, March 21st, by the way, that is the date when you can possibly see that object named 2001 FO32, the largest asteroid to approach Earth. In 2021, between the size of 1,300 to 2,230 feet wide, Mike. And if I'm correct, I believe it's passing between the moon and the planet. Yes, sir. And Mike, I got to be honest with you. You know, they say this asteroid could wipe out a country and it will miss Earth. I have to say, God damn, I really wish it would hit a country. I got a couple I could mention. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's yeah. why I'm like, you know what? That sucks. I really wish it would hit somewhere. At least it'd be something exciting. You know, I, 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 about a month ago, I actually saw a meteorite 
coming. I was coming home uh, from New Jersey. I hope it hits Texas. <laughs> this one was in New Jersey. It was a small one. I actually watched it burned out. But I'm always amazed by by uh, meteorites. In fact, I have a kick the bucket uh, list of things to do before I die. And one of them is to go out to Montana in the Badlands of Montana and look for uh, both meteorites and dinosaur bones. Those are two things I want to do before I die. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is cool. And of course, Mike, um, before we do wrap do wrap it up here, we did have some uh, audio from um, our friend, the New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, yeah. who refuses to resign. Yeah, I've heard. The ball's on him, right? Yeah. He ain't giving up. <laughs> he's like, so what? Go to get over it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, so what? Get over it. I'm going to do what I want. The ball's on that guy. Um, but yeah, Mike, I do have that queued up if you want to listen to a few minutes of it. We won't hear the whole 25 minutes, but we'll, we'll hear a little bit of it. Here we go. COVID yesterday, there are our thoughts and prayers. Number hospitalized, 4634. Down 101, lowest number since December 6th. That is great news. 935 patients in ICU. We don't really care about these numbers, though, do we, Mike? And this is Cuomo? Yeah, this is Cuomo recently. Yesterday, that's down okay. 26. I think we want to hear more about the sexual allegations, not the um, COVID numbers. Right. Number one. Yeah, let me forward this, because. Which is not a good thing. I don't really give a shit about New York's COVID numbers. Long Island, they are eligible, then uh, eligibility suggests now I should be able to get it. Uh, No, still COVID nonsense here. We don't care. Is politics at its worst? Okay. Mm, Politicians take positions. (laughs) Here we go. For all sorts of reasons, including political expediency and bowing pressure. But people know the difference between playing politics, bowing to counsel, cancel culture, and the truth. People know the difference between playing politics, bowing to cancel culture, and the truth. Mm. But the... Cancel culture, Mike? Is that where he's going with it? Apparently. Interesting. I didn't think he would use that card. I didn't think either, because, I mean, he is a Democrat, and that's pretty much what they, they live on. Interesting. Here we go, Mike. Review proceed. Not going to resign. I was not elected by the politicians. I was elected by the people. Part of this is that I am not part of the political club. Really, Mike? And you know what? I'm proud of it. Hmm. Uh, This is all that I'm going to say on this topic at this time. I made a promise to the people of the state. I have a job to do. I've been doing it for 11 years. This is probably the most critical time in the state's history. Uh, everything that I have learned, the federal government, as attorney general, as governor, uh, I am bring, bringing to the table at this moment. We have a budget due in two weeks for a state that is in fiscal crisis. It will be the most difficult budget we have done. We have to perform 15 million vaccinations. And we have to be ready on May 1 More vaccine for eligibility talk. for the entire state. Good Never Lord. Never been done before. Let me fast forward this nonsense And then now. we have to rebuild our state. And to take it seriously means you need the facts before you come to a conclusion. How do you come to a conclusion before you know the facts? 
well, this person alleged this. I was attorney general, Andrew. A lot of people allege a uh -huh. lot of things for a lot of reasons. Uh, you never heard me. As Who was general, the attorney general for? About an allegation. Why is he talking like a mobster? We were confident that there was a basis and we had facts. Any politician can take any position on any given day. Uh, that's their right. Uh, do I think it is responsible to take a position on a serious allegation before you know any facts? No, I don't think it's responsible. Uh, on your point, on your second point, look, it's very simple. I never harassed anyone. I never abused anyone. I never assaulted. That's a lie. I did not have sex with that woman. That is a lie. You know that's true, Mike. You know that's a lie. <laughs> did anyone uh, now? And I never would, right? Uh, now, is it possible that I have taken a picture with a person who, after the fact, says they were uncomfortable with the pose in the picture? Uh oh Yes. What the hell were you doing? And that's what you're hearing about. Now, I have taken thousands of pictures. I never mm -hmm. meant to defend, should make anyone feel uncomfortable. I never meant to make anyone feel awkward. Uh, there are times when I go to take a picture with a person and I can feel that they're standoffish or something, and I respect that. Uh, well, <laughs> the reason why he feels that way is because he knows that other people feel that he's a creep. That's what he's describing right there. And you know what? It's interesting because Joe Biden had the same circumstances. and He's got the same vibe, did. right? And he's kind of creepy, too. Mm. They're both yes, kind of sir. rapey, aren't they? Indeed. I know, right? It's kind of, it's kind of gross if you think about it. <sighs> it. You know, it's such a controversial subject, Michael, because we don't know all the facts and details as I mean, much as I don't like. This sure, guy. Mike, but the way he's talking right now makes me think he's guilty I, as hell. I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just saying, based on what the female said right. in yeah. in this whole thing. It's just very it's so difficult. These are such complicated circumstances and, and, and topics to go over. It really is. Don't worry, Mike, you won't be me too after this. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I mean I have nothing to worry about, but I mean because I've never done anything bad to anybody, but I shouldn't say that. No. I've I've never abused or molested or you know done anything horrible like that I, that i'm sure of that's good but the way people think these days you know anything can be considered for the record mike you've never been accused of rape before have you no of okay, course thank not. god okay no. good yeah you can't be around people like that no you can't I'm unfortunately kidding. you can't it's it's just not good and i've never been around anybody that 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 is uh been accused of of that or or anything else near that so yeah that's not a good look if you um are personally you know involved with them you can know them but if you are involved with them you might have a, you might have a problem right so especially if they get accused for something and you're around them you're around them yeah if you're um harvey weinstein Oh, that's a whole other topic right there, brother. Oh, yes. But let's continue this um, audio here. 
Let's see what else our friend Andrew has to say. New York's finest, by the way. <laughs> I never took a picture with a person who said I'm uncomfortable and then did it anyway. Uh, but yes, I can. I apologize for people who I have taken pictures with and who after the fact said they were uncomfortable with that picture. He did something. So why, I mean, what could that be? What that, like, define that? What were they, were, what were they uncomfortable with? That's true. We, well, we don't know. Right. But that, obviously it was something like that, know. it was something that burned the hair on his ass, though. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't trust this guy, Mike. I see. Yeah. And I, I don't trust I mean, him. I don't the trust more, his politics. I, I just don't have a, I don't have a definitive answer for the this more topic. the more i hear him the more i think he's just guilty mm. i don't know man here we go question operator yes sir your next question is from morgan mckay of spectrum news your line is open hello morgan, morgan, can you hear me? holy shit yes i can hello. Morgan. thank you um so Governor, at this point, many Democratic lawmakers, those in your party, have lost faith in your ability to lead. At, at what point would you step down? If an impeachment investigation were to begin, would you resign? Also, what is your... That lady obviously works for the New York Post. Yeah. You could tell. <laughs> yeah, right. You could tell by that approach. Yeah. Holy shit. All right, here we go. Current opinion on the launch of the impeachment investigation by the Assembly Judiciary Committee... And then third question for you, why did your administration edit a health report regarding nursing home statistics after it had been submitted by health officials? Why did your administration feel like they knew more than these health officials? Thank you. Okay. Uh, first, Morgan, the, uh, my point is, let's get the review. More COVID talk. The facts, and then... He's happy for that one, Mike. He's yeah. like, yes, let's talk about COVID. Let's get away from this. Yeah, he thinks he's a hero. Well, let's get away from the rape. Uh, why don't I debate it in the press? Hold on. No, sorry. What happened, Mike? The bird. Just keep going. Yeah, just keep know, going. I'll be right there. Right Go ahead. Do a review. Get the facts. Tell the facts to the people of the state, and then we take it from there. Uh, on the review, I'll ask Beth to uh, respond. But you should know it is commonplace where an agency works on a report with the chamber. That is the common uh, operating procedure. It's not that a, an agency just does a report and puts it out and then we read about it in the press. Uh, because there are a lot of, in the chamber, you have a, a variety of expertise. So that happens, that is the normal operating protocol. But let me ask Beth about the uh, health department. Yes, Morgan, we, we can send Good you God. our prior comments on, on this matter. The report she is loud there, Mike. done in collaboration with the department. She's a screamer. And so we can refer you back to those comments. Uh, they are doing an investigation, and uh, that's fine, and we'll cooperate with the investigation. In the meantime, uh, we're going to negotiate a budget. Uh, in the meantime, I have to do uh, millions of vaccines. Mike, this guy is and boring me to death. The first time me too. I'm snoring over here. I don't want to hear his voice anymore. His voice was um bothering me there. Yeah, I'm I'm not a Cuomo fan. I'm not either. But let me wake you up and wake up everybody else. Um, here is a woman who was arrested for refusing to wear a mask. By the way, oh, uh, at a bank. 
Um, let's hear this. This, um, I bet, is much more entertaining than our friend, the alleged rapist, <laughs> Como. By the way, this is when the officer is walking in. He's about to approach a very angry woman. Okay. Ma'am, I'll say if, if they ask you to leave, you have to leave. My money's in this bank. You're not wearing that's a mask. That's their choice. My money out. Awesome. Well, you need to go and get a mask and then take your money out. You're not allowed to do. Ma'am, listen, we're going to do this the easy way or the hard way. What are you going to do? Arrest me? Yes, for intruding on premises. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And you believe in this? I believe in it. Do you believe in this? The laws, yes. The law says that I do not have to wear a mask. You can not in public, my but you're right. not in public. You're not in public. My, yes. I'm not going to argue with you about place. this. This is not a public okay, place. I'm this Mr. is a private Ryan, business. No, you're business? not. We're going to go outside. Are you serious? If they're selling something, well, it's a public place. Let's, let's all go walk outside. You've got some issues. I've got issues. That you're taking away okay. people's human rights. Okay. Oh, so let's go now outside. he's is let's he gonna go shoot me, people. He's no. gonna shoot me for trying not to breathe. Cool. Come, cool. On, Come on, dude. Don't re oh, don't do that. Oh no. Do not touch me. Point ten. One more time. Back up, back up. Some old lady is getting handcuffed here. <laughs> Ma'am, put you? your hands behind oh, your back. Say once again. No, stop don't resisting. Refuse. Stop. Are you gonna? Is anybody gonna like get real here? Really? Relax. No one's gonna get real. Wow. I don't know about you, Mike, but I would have tased her. I'm assuming she, uh, she Caucasian. Yes. Blonde. Elderly woman. Senior citizen. Yes. No one was outraged. No. Okay. I would have shot her. <laughs> I would have feared. I was. I would, I would have said I feared for my life, and this woman just attacked me, and I shot her. <laughs> I shot her dead. Would you club her to death first? Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Tase her a couple times, and then beat her up. Uh, <laughs> whip her ass! Wear I would have mask. I would have been yelling, <laughs> "Whip her ass! Fuck her up!" I would have been yelling, "Beat the shit out of her!" That's what I've been. That's what I would have been yelling, Mike. I'm serious. I mean, every time I see someone getting arrested or something, I yell. Fuck them up. Kick the shit out of them. Are you away from your microphone? You sound like you are further away from the mic. What happened? Am I here? Can you hear me better now? Barely. You sound like you are a mile away. What happened? I don't know. Uh, let me double check the... Let me double check. You sound like you're next to the bird now. I'm not. Like I'm the same away? distance. Everything's the same. Okay, now you I sound... mute. Oh, I don't know what was going on, but now you sound better. Okay. I, I did have to hit mute when uh, I had a, a slight issue here, but... Is the bird okay, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Everything's He's cool. Fine. He was just uh, being evil. Evil bird. That happens. You hear me okay, though? Yeah, now you're good. Now you're good. But yes, let's hear the rest of this audio clip before we wrap it up here. Right on. Actually, we have a voicemail we have to play from one of the listeners out there who uh, did a little song again. A little ditty? Yeah. But again, um, you know, what else is he going to do, right? <laughs> oh, 
smash my head down now. Now you're smashing my arm. Smash her my down. Private area. Smash her face. Private area. Yeah. Put your hands behind your back. My hand is behind my back, sir. This one. Turn over and on I your have... stomach. Put your hand behind your back. Relax. I'm totally relaxed. No, you are not relaxed. <laughs> not relaxed at all. Right here, people. Relax. You might get a little pressure. Wow. What about your sheep? By the way, in the background, nobody is agreeing with this crazy woman. They all think they need to take her ass away. Oh, I, I got to tell you, Michael, I would have probably stood up for her. I really would have because this whole mask thing, I, I, I'm over it. Resisting arrest? I don't know, Mike. I mean, I think you should be shot if you are resisting yeah. arrest. I think you should be shot in the face. Oh, geez, Everyone thanks. who's resisting arrest, you I, deserve to be shot, in my opinion. I need my face. It's how I talk and eat. You need to be shot if you disagree with the cops. <laughs> well, no, I didn't say disagree with the cops. I mean, this woman, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you want to resist arrest, I mean, you better understand that you will get your ass whooped. Yes, sir. Well, I'm again, like a 65 year old woman, by the way, Mike. Say again? She was 65 years old. Oh, brother. She deserves to be shot. <laughs> she doesn't know the law by 65? I mean, I don't know. What can oh, I do? Geez. Can't help someone that doesn't know the law by 65. A bullet to the skull might work. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but Mike, yes, um, let's go to that voicemail. Let's not hear this nagging lady cry. <laughs> But yes, that poor officer, you know, I, I hope he's okay. I hope he overcomes the, the, the trauma he received there. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's, shrink. yeah, he might, he might need a shrink after that. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> All right, Mike, here is a voicemail. And that's one of the things that I um, forgot to tell most of the listeners out there that you can call into the program when the show's not on. And you can leave a voicemail, um, 424 666-2425 you can leave a voicemail there and we will play it on the show don't leave a voicemail if you don't want me to play it on the show remember that folks don't want to get shot in the face that's right don't resist arrest don't resist arrest or leave a message on Michael's voicemail that's right but you don't want to play it on the air you will die if you resist arrest that's what I learned you Bastards. It sounds harsh, Mike. You know, it sounds crazy, but that's the truth. I believe you, Michael. I certainly do. You resist arrest, you die. Look at George Floyd. Yeah. He resisted arrest, and now look where he's at. Eat a couple fentanyls and smoke some pot and now he's gone. a couple of beers. <laughs> look at Rodney, um, Rodney King. There you go. He resisted Why arrest. We, all just get al we can't just get along. He resisted arrest, and look what happened to him. Right, I agree. Another example. If you're going to get arrested, just let them arrest you, and then worry about it later when you get a lawyer. That's all I'm trying to say. And never ever speak. The cops will rape you. Jesus. <laughs> what I've been we told. Say that and fun. <laughs> yeah, the good kind of rape. Good kind of rape. So the Mike, consensual rape. Yes. So Mike, here we go. Let's hear this voicemail. I. Uh, I could only imagine what this is going to be. Okay. Oh, you haven't heard Pittsburgh. it yet? I'm trying to reach Michael Deacon program. Or maybe Dean Henderson that you uh, interviewed. Did you guys know that uh, 
with all this COVID and HIV aid fraud that uh, Tony Fauci's wife, Christine Grady, her father went to Yale and graduated in 1948 with George Herbert Walker Bush. They were there in 47 and 48. They were both members of Dada Kappa Epsilon. So through the years, they would go back for homecomings and the kids would know each other. Mr. Grady had five kids all involved in government and law and he would know the Bush kids. And so when Bush in 76 was fulfilling as CIA had the this caller is taking us for a ride, huh? Mm. Or this voicemail, rather. Yeah, Here we go. Yeah, let's let's continue. My God, the fuck. An SSM two hundred from Kissinger and Rockefellers to depopulation plans, starting swine flu and the HIV/AIDS fraud. HIV/AIDS. Uh, Christine Grady was introduced to Fauci and became his handler and married him in eighty five. Imagine if Fauci Her gave you AIDS, Mike. Fauci Grady, who had gone to Harvard, become oh, a Harvard L. Maybe if like you contracted AIDS from staffer Fauci in uh, eighty seven no. for George yeah. H.W. and then went on to become a Carlisle partner and run that all the way up to 9-11. Got married shortly after 9-11 to a lady in Jackson Hole. And this guy hit everything. Brady, his baby brother. Is Tom Brady all of a sudden. Financial person involved with the Davos Predator set. And, you know, they all got together in 2019 and greenlighted at the start of the COVID fraud based on the HIV AIDS fraud that they've gotten away with all this year. Now, no matter what real scientists say and telling the world that it's a fraud and HIV probably doesn't even exist, let alone cause any damage. But it's uh, just the fact that uh, Mr. Grady and Bushes went to Yale. They've known each other for years. They meet till, you know, back at home. Yes, the skull and bones. That's what he's trying to now. convey here, Mike. Craziness. So check that out if you can, and let's stop it. And there he goes, whoever that was. Good voicemail there. What a message. We have one more, and I believe this gentleman is singing. Hi, this is Jack Star with a rendition. You fill up my senses <laughs> like... I don't remember the rest of the words. Sorry. <laughs> and there he goes. And there he goes. All right. That was uh, Jack Star, and I believe one more from Jack Star. Let's hear this. Hello, Michael Deegan. I did you the courtesy of not belching into the phone. Well, thank you. Uh, call me anytime. Love you a lot. <laughs> call me anytime. Yeah, call we'll go out. Go to dinner. Oh, shit. Sorry. There's some left. Okay. I, I really do love you a lot. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I know. Bye. So he calls in saying that he loves me. Who doesn't? He's like a 50-year-old man <laughs> telling a stranger online that he loves him. <laughs> where, ha where, where did my life go wrong? That's what I'm wondering, Mike. Well, you're, 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 you're reaching people's hearts. Do I need to resist arrest to get shot in the face? <laughs> Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I have died. <laughs> Good God. Well, yeah, uh, thanks, I guess, for that. We uh, appreciate all phone calls, by the way. Voicemails, leave, leave one. We would love to hear from you. That number is 424-666-2425. Yes, you too can be featured. Oh, yeah. Just call in. Oh, yes. That's right. So, Mike, it's been a pretty good night so far. Yeah. I had a good time. I don't know about you. Yeah. Did you have a bad time? 
No, I had a great time as always. You have a horrible time? No, no, no. Had a good time. That's good. As long as you had a good time, then I had a good time. You know, Michael, uh, I got to tell you. I Uh-oh. had an interesting day yesterday. Here we go. I saved a dog. Oh, that's right. The story. Yeah, I forgot. I'm uh, so glad I'll you're make, telling the story. Go ahead. I'll make it quick, but I, 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 I'm very proud of this. I'm very happy about this. I was driving. I was on my way to, I just left the post office. I was on my way to a food store and uh, I was going up a highway that I travel quite frequently and more of a, it's a highway, but it's more of a road um, out here. We got a lot of them, you know, and um, in Pennsylvania, there are ponds and lakes like every hundred feet. There's a pond or a lake, just full of them. And I've seen, you know, I know a lot of them from driving. I see a lot of areas where there's a lot of ponds. And yesterday, as I was driving down the road, I was passing one. And on the left side, I noticed, I noticed a bit of a commotion going on. I saw two people rushing around this pond that had ice on it. And they, uh, I could see uh, something in the center of the pond and it looked like it was a person or an animal that was, had broken the ice. And obviously uh, that's a very dangerous circumstance. So I immediately pulled over. I ran down the hill uh, towards the pond, which was about a hundred yards away. And I went right into rescue mode and we, uh, together, me and and the the owner who was must have been about eighteen years old, we rescued the dog that had fallen through the ice. So I was very happy. We got a hero that. here. Well, I wouldn't say that. I I would do that for any animal. Um, uh, I just went into like as soon as I saw what was happening, I went into a mode of rescue, if you will, and and trying to help and doing my best. Mike, and, the hero. Hmm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I was I was very happy, and I'll tell you, it was an emotional moment because after, like, even during the moments that we were trying to pull the dog out, um, the owner, this kid, was really upset. He was crying and everything, and I, I got to tell you, it made me emotional. And uh, <laughs> uh, but I was happy after after it was all over. I was like, wow, I, like, I just rescued a dog. Like, right. Just, like, well, you did a good thing, there. Mike. That's a very positive thing you did there. You know, you really helped. Yeah. He really helped with the kid there and that and the whole situation and of course the dog himself he had no idea that he would uh, be close to death there mike the the angel the savior the messiah from the heavens <laughs> going down and rescuing this poor innocent dog it, it was a smaller dog too i'd say he probably stood a little over a foot and a half maybe off the ground so it's a you know dog with short legs right um but, uh, you know, and, and, and the pond wasn't deep, um, but the dog being short, it, it could have definitely killed it. Like hypothermia would have definitely killed oh, yeah. it and this poor dog would have died. Damn. So, well, I'm glad you were there. Me too, Michael. Jesus. I, I, like I said, I was very moved by the situation after it happened. I was like, wow, I, yeah. I just really helped that dog. And, and rightfully so, you know, you did, a good, well, did a good deed there, Mike. Thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm glad you can appreciate it. Oh, yes. And before we close out, we do have one more email. And yes, we do have to get through this one. I, I, think, I think I got sent this one last week. Is this good or bad? Eh, I don't know. I haven't read it. Oh, you haven't? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is from uh, Ted in Northern California. He says, 
Well, he didn't actually list which city or town, nothing, but he emailed when email. He, ugh, he emailed in with, by the way, Mike, I, I'm not drinking tonight. <laughs> Maybe I should be drinking. <laughs> but yes, Mike, he says, hey, Mike and Michael love the show. I think Michael is an instigator, a provocateur. He is calculated, the ultimate showman and truth seeker entertainer. This is why I think Michael is the best in the world right now. Most of the audience has no clue to show within a show, but that's what makes the show stand out from the rest. Keep doing the show. Love the Patreon shows. You two are great. Uh, Mike, if you can only see the shit-eating grin on my face right now. <laughs> I have that's a- awesome. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing to add to that, by the way. <laughs> it was well said, or rather printed into digital... Uh, perfection. I will sleep comfortably numb tonight. Uh, thank you, Ted. Very nice. Thanks, Ted. My God. Very appreciative. Yeah, but you know, I want I want nasty emails better. Yeah, those are juicy. I like them too. Those are better. Those are more fun. No doubt. Yeah. So, Mike. Anyways, it's been a great time. I had a rather glorious evening with you yet again, and I don't mean that in a you know, in a limp-wristed way. A limp <laughs> I'd like to thank you for being on the program, Mike. I said this to you in private and in public many times, but I do appreciate your thoughts and opinions. I don't think I could have found anyone better than you to be the co-host of this program, Mike. I really do mean that. That's very kind of you, Michael. I sincerely appreciate that. Thank you. And I, I love being a part of this show. You know I do. You got it. Now, Mike, go ahead and um, say whatever you got before we um, close it off here. All right, I'll make this quick. Thank you to Michael for uh, allowing me to co-host the show with him. Uh, thank you, Mr. Masters, for coming on tonight. Thank you all for listening this evening, uh, or whenever you're listening. You might be listening on a podcast. But um, if you're interested in any of my artwork or photography, you can go to my new website, which is spymanphotoandart.com. Uh, you can check out any of my music or uh, musical efforts uh, released over the years at um, uh, MikeHideous.com, and that's M-Y-K-E, Hideous.com. Uh, and if you're interested in reaching out to me personally, you can find me on Facebook.com slash HideousMike, M-Y-K-E. Thank you, everyone, for listening tonight. Thank you so much, Michael. That's about it. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. You got it, brother. Talk to you soon, and we will do this again. In the very near future. All right, bro. Oh, don't forget to turn your clock ahead. Oh, that's true. All right, brother. Take care. Okay. Take care, guys. Bye. Mahalo. And there he goes, boys and girls. That was the one and only Mr. Mike Hideous. And I believe I did have a phone call there, but yes, we are wrapping up here. And before I drift off into outer space here, boys and girls, I do want to thank each and every single one of you who hung out with us here tonight and I do want to thank Mike and of course Mr. Marshall Masters for being a part of the program and of course yes you too Dr. Strange Love Melissa the other cider Lilith uh, who else is in this uh, chat room here Oscar we have um, Pepe the Lightbringer yes yes all of you out there really do appreciate your time it's been a fun show I wish you the very best and of course yes before I sign off. I have to remind you, the Patreon series has been quite successful. I've been enjoying it. That's patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. Sign up. 
Yes, this is for those out there who want more of the Michael Deacon program. They want that second dose much more effective than the vaccine. I guarantee you that. Once again, patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. Sign up today. One dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four, five dollars, maybe even ten dollars, whatever. It, it helps. Even if you donate a dollar, we appreciate that tremendously. Once again, I do want to thank all you freaks and misfits and social outcasts out there. I love every single one of you. Stay safe, everyone, no matter where you are on this island earth. I'm Michael Deacon. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody.